Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Save Cast, the number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 89 with Only Trails, or Joran, as I will call him. How are you doing this <laughs> fine day? I'm doing good, man. I'm just chilling in the motherload mind. Finally, I can, uh, the two clue guys meet. Yes, so, finally. <laughs> every, every time someone in the chat says, hey, you're the you're the clue guy, I'm like, no, dude, that's Seder. Have you seen his, his, uh, his clue count? I don't think I can <laughs> compete. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's... Uh... Oops, something just beeped. Okay, no, we're good. Um, so I would say you are more uh, like, okay, if I were to name myself Clue Scroll, like imagine my name was just Clue Scroll, like on Twitch or mm-hmm. something like that. Like then, yeah, I, th- I feel like people would just call me the Clue Guy probably, but it's nowhere in my name. But your name is literally only Trails. So That's like, true. I mean, you, people, people say that. But you, okay, let me just ask you about Clue Scrolls because I've been a total Clue Scroll clue scroll fanatic ever since i think i think i want to say after i maxed is when i really started getting like the urge but even before that i was really obsessed and when i first started old school in 2015 i got two ranger boots within six medium clues like my first ever six medium clues on a main and i was just like okay (laughs) these are the greatest things ever uh of course i didn't really get much luckier after that but then i did get third age on this account and i think that's where the dopamine and just like my i don't know it was like a turning point like that's when i became a clue scroll machine was getting my first piece of third age but how was it for you um i don't really know i the clues just kind of fell in my lap eventually because how the account was created was i was playing runescape 3 god forbid the comments and uh i was playing <laughs> with my cousins and i wanted to make content again because i've been making videos for like eight years i was doing minecraft call of duty all, like everything that oh, was shit. Okay. popular back in the day and um i was on a little dry spell i was playing a lot of counter-strike and stuff and i was at my cousins and i'm like i want to make content but no one is watching runescape 3 so mm-hmm. it'll have to be old school 
And then I figured I was watching, I think, I believe I was watching Caveman only or one of the snowflakes because I don't think I came up with this, the whole play it differently myself. But then I figured, how could I make a, a some kind of snowflake unique Iron Man that has natural progression? And then, I don't know, I just thought of clues and it, I only had it planned out up until medium clues and it it worked so well. Like it progressed all the way into the end game basically. So especially when monster clues came out. Yeah. And uh, that's how it just kind of happened. So were you doing, so wait, let me just get this right. You were doing clue scrolls on RS3 and you would have liked to have done clue scrolls on RS3, but it just wasn't as popular. So OSRS was just like the natural go-to. No, it wasn't even about clue scrolls. It mm, was just like just content I was just, in general. Yeah, it was doing divination. I was loving just standing at those pools, even though the skills kind of trash. I was just <laughs> standing there collecting those uh, those light orbs and uh, joining my cousins with a bunch of things. And then while I was thinking about content for old school, I thought clues would just feel natural as progression of an account and making the series a little bit special okay, instead of just a normal progression yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it just happened to be clue scrolls. Actually, fun fact, the first name of my account was going to be Blue's Clues, but that was taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I like Only Trails, though. It's it's nice. It has a good ring to it, I think. Yeah, it works well. I, I can probably find the, the DMs of where we were ping-ponging old names, and that one just seemed to stick. That's cool. So you've been doing content creation for eight years? Like, just yeah. different games and stuff? Can you, like, go through the journey of that? What even got you into it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think... Back in the day, it was, I believe it might have been Minecraft. Might have even been Old School RuneScape, to be fair. No, it was Old School RuneScape, because I used to have, with the same cousins that I just talked about, we used to be such massive fans of the god Guthics, and that was probably because it was the mo the cheapest rune trimmed set. It was not even like, oh, Sarah or Zami is cool, it's just like Guthics we can probably afford after doing a bunch of those cockroaches in the Stronghold of Safety to get rune scimitars. Mm-hmm. So, so eventually my cousin got his first Guthics full helm and uh, we were so excited about it. It was like 50k <laughs> <laughs> and we were like passing it along in trades because we could flex on the noobs and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and then we made a channel called Life for Guthics because we couldn't spell live correctly. <laughs> um, and we made those max hits in the dual arena videos. I don't know if you remember those. I think but so. This, Just, yeah. But the stats were just like 60s. So we were hitting like 23s with a dragon <laughs> longsword spec. Like you, like what you used to do is you stood at the other side of the duel arena yeah. and you just like run in and do one spec. <laughs> those are like all those videos, like the so solid 2KK yeah. videos and stuff. Yeah. And I think that inspired me to start doing that. And I made like two or three videos, then moved on to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what, what was your favorite map? I gotta ask. Um probably high riser terminal yeah mine was terminal 100 percent. i love yeah. that oh modern I, warfare 2 anyway go on dude I, then i started a trick shot and feeding clan on the pc when i was like 12 years old together with a good friend of mine i was actually i'm actually still surprised that we pulled that off like we were 12 to 14 year old kids running a clan we had like a thousand subscribers on youtube it was like pretty cool um and then yeah what trick shotting and feeding and all that stuff quick scope and um made videos of that decided to edit for the uh the clan members and stuff like that then the channel got copyright striked so we quit because Ooh. we couldn't be youtube partner because back then you had to be invited to the partner program but you couldn't have any copyright strikes oh that's the whole the whole debacle because one of the editors got mad at us for getting him kicked out of the clan and then he striked one of his videos that he edited 
great that is system. So cringe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was. It was like the the game was mega toxic back then. Yeah. Especially on we played on PC, so there was like type type chat. So you constantly in your clips saw people swearing and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty awful. Um, yeah, then decided to edit a bit more. Then Minecraft was popping. Decided that, hey, I can do that. I can make a Minecraft world and commentate on it. Um, did some Hunger Games, survival games, mini games on my YouTube channel. Got to like, like I did that for two years. And um, after a year, I had 60 something subscribers. And then six, hustled another like 60? Just 60? 60. Yeah, 60. Damn. But I uploaded like three times a week. I was going to school and I was uploading three. I still don't know how I did it because to be fair, Minecraft is just record, turn off and upload it. That was how YouTube was back in the day. But yeah, yeah. Um, wait, 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 then, wait, wait. You uploaded three times a week for two years and you only had 60 subscribers. Yeah. So the first year was 60 subscribers. And then the second year I got like to a thousand. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wait, wait, let me just ask you. I, well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I used to play Minecraft a shit ton, and then mm -hmm. there was just a random point where I completely lost interest for the game. It was just, it was so sudden. I was so incredibly addicted to it, and then mm -hmm. it was just gone. Like, do you still play Minecraft? I, I'm just very curious if anybody else experienced that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Now, now Minecraft seems like f is really fun for one week every year. I feel yeah, like. yeah, you get that little urge. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. Okay. Because we we did it like I want to say about last year. I've got a couple videos on my second channel about a couple of RuneScape YouTubers that we played Minecraft with, and we played it like I think we played it eight to nineteen hours a day. It was ridiculous for a week straight. But the problem was Adicon was on that server, and then <laughs> day one he had all the best items. He killed the Ender Dragon. It was, and he was like basically the the dominator of that entire server. He was keeping everyone on strings. He had all the items. He was making all the shops. Everyone was paying to him. <laughs> so we Adi kind of burnt out after a week. It's Jeez. crazy, man. It's not only Runescape. He dominates every game he touches. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, natural um, gamer. Yeah, for sure. So I, I feel like maybe this or next start of next year we'll have another week where we try out the new Minecraft update. Well, I say new, but it was like four months ago. Yeah, and it'll be cool. fun again. So, <laughs> Minecraft, um, Call of Duty. What else before RuneScape? Was that kind of it? Um, I dabbled in some Counter Strike videos okay. because I know a pretty big um, Belgian counter-strike youtubers so i thought i could just uh leech off of him a little bit back then but then i realized i wasn't really good enough at counter-strike and or consistent in uploads to uh to do that mm. and then uh the biggest youtube see I, i've been going for a long time at this point this is like five years into the youtube career or whatever while i'm still going to high school i think back then still oh damn i um i created a belgian flemish uh vlogging channel basically or it was just like a youtube i was like a youtuber so i was doing the q a's the gaming the vlogging the snapchat reactions just like anything that i could think of because i was again like uploading two or three times a week um and the funny story why i started with that is i knew a guy that knew a guy who was the biggest belgian creator at that time and he was desperately looking for people with some YouTube experience to record with because Belgium is so small. Oh, damn. So I was like, he was like, next year, you'll have 5,000 subscribers. I'm like, bet. 
I'll try it. <laughs> and then became like, I don't want to say a big deal, but Belgium is really small. So I had like 9,000 subscribers and that was a lot in Belgium. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so in like, on like events, I had like meetups and stuff. It's kind of crazy. That's and cool. Became like a Sebi big, quote unquote, uh, Belgian YouTuber. But it was so cringe, man. I had a my ex girlfriend at the time. She just cringed her ass off every time she saw a video. It's like you're making content for <laughs> nine to fourteen year olds, so obviously it's gonna be like more. It's like five times yourself, basically. It's like so over the top. Um, then did that, then quit for like two years because that it was too much cringe to bear, and I needed a break from YouTube. <laughs> and then started this channel i think that's about the order <laughs> okay so this is a completely separate channel that you've made only trails yeah i think i have like 10 11 youtube channels that i could bring up like put Damn. open right now so, <laughs> so okay this is one thing i've kind of wondered what are the benefits of making like an alt youtube channel because one thing i was considering and i know like you were playing different games and stuff but like one thing I had considered before I even started this podcast was just making a completely different channel that was just going to be the Sebecast. But then I was like, mm -hmm. I might as well just do it all on one channel, right? Because then it grows it. But then some people don't like certain pieces of content, so then they would, like, unsubscribe. Like, I don't know. Is there a... Is there, like, a good reason to make an alternate YouTube if it's somewhat related to, con like, that's the same content, I guess? I guess you would have a little um, bit of experience with alt accounts yeah i think it depends i think with you it, it makes a lot of sense because it's still all runescape and it's got like the same if, branding if i can call it that mm -hmm. but going from a dutch vlogging channel to suddenly english content especially if your audience is that young and you're moving to old school runescape where the age is basically double of what i was making content for that's true it's very weird in terms of like the minecraft channel i could have probably swapped that but it's more like an ego thing yeah. Where you have a thousand subscribers and suddenly have you have a hundred views <laughs> instead of like five hundred, let's say. So So I'd like to keep it clean or something. I don't know. That yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. So you are now, I mean, approaching at least what I saw uh like last week, approaching like fifty thousand subscribers on your current YouTube channel, which is pretty massive. I just hit ten K and I thought that was just absolutely awesome because it's always just felt like steady progression and stuff. So um how did your uh i don't know what was the journey of your channel with only trails i guess youtube wise yeah i feel like mine has also been ridiculously like just very very steady um i started when i was doing my intern job i was just playing runescape on the side to the dismay of my colleague that was sitting right next to me it was constantly like are you playing runescape are you getting your job done <laughs> i'm like yeah, yeah yeah don't worry about it and uh it was just uploading sporadically and i got I think my first video got 300 viewers from just posting on the unique Iron Man subreddit. And then the second one got also 300 and then 400 and then 500. It went very, very gradually. Um, and I feel like it's always been that way, unlike some uh, other creators, not to their discredit, for, uh, not to their discredit, but um, some just have this one video that blows up and then they can just maintain that, which is super sick. But for me, it's always just been very slow. Uh, which is also very nice because people now watch my entire series back sometimes from like I'm now I've just released episode 100 Jesus. and the first episode is at 100,000 views now so 
starting at like 300 steady growth, it's pretty cool to see that those old videos just really get rewatched. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but apart from that, yeah, it's just been very gradual. Now, during COVID, uh, I got a big spike on my channel, and it's always been a bit of a, a struggle for the years afterwards to maintain the same numbers because that's almost impossible. For yeah. me, that's been like the biggest... Uh, the biggest struggle like mentally in terms of YouTube where I don't really want to focus on numbers. There used to be a time where I was wanted, oh, this this many views, but now I check it the first day and then I never check it again. Yeah. But trying to chase those COVID numbers still uh, looms oh, yeah. above my head. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like the, or like the COVID, um, those uh, months where we'd, we'd like, at least all Americans would get like a huge paycheck and we'd just like all the oil oh, yeah. princes pour out in like the Twitch <laughs> donations and gifted subs. COVID, uh, you know, there was obviously like, it's horrible, but for streamers, it was, we were not really negatively impacted, whereas no, other people like literally lost their jobs and stuff. We yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very privileged at that point. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, no, you're totally right about the number chasing. That can, I think that's part of the reason, at least like the content creators I've talked to on the cast, it's like that can be really overwhelming is trying to almost maintain something. Because with content creation, you don't have like a fixed salary. You're just kind of like whatever you do and however it goes is how much you're going to make. And so like... I don't know. The number chasing is almost inevitable and it can really lead to like some bad mental health potentially if you're yeah. not aware of it. But yeah. Especially when your theoretical peak was two years ago. It's just Yeah. <laughs> like bruh. Yeah, it's tough. And it's also tough because there are so many content creators nowadays. Like there's just and it's not to say like that's a problem, but you really have to like push yourself above and beyond to really see some like heavy growth you know what i mean like you have to be entertaining you have to be more entertaining than the next guy like there's so many things to watch like why are people going to choose to watch you over like some other guys so there's like always like ad adaptation and stuff so and i've seen that personally like i always need to kind of change things up here and there because or else i don't know i just feel like i'm going into I don't know, sort of like a plateau. Mm. But yeah. yeah, the big problem is that there's so many high quality content creators that keep upping the level. Oh, yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. so someone like <laughs> someone like ZayZ pops up with like an amazing boss locked account, and then everyone else got to up their quality because you can't <laughs> get away with. Yep. I mean, a couple people can get away with it, like uh, Shelby guides for us all or Mudkip. They can talk mm -hmm. for 25 hours, and I'll still watch the video and just have regular gameplay on. You can do that actually with the rambles. It's quite impressive. I'm quite jealous of it. But people yeah. that are making over-edited progress videos, almost it's just try and keep up. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, I mean seriously. I'm I'm so grateful that people want to listen to me just talk for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Just no no edits whatsoever. Because caveman only. You know him, right? Mm -hmm. um, back when he used to create content, he and I always bring it up. I've mentioned this so many times in casts. Is he put so much production quality into his videos that, you know, it was so hard to maintain that because he had this expectation. Well, he thought that his audience had an expectation that he now needs to at least do what he's done or better. He can't, like, downgrade, really, which, you know, might be the case, but it was all kind of in his head, and that kind of led to a huge burnout of, damn, like, this is really exhausting, and it's not really 
I'm not seeing the growth I would have liked to have seen, you know? Yeah, it's him and basically Verf with his UIM Karamja, I think. And then, of course, after that settled, that really just upped the level, oh, the yeah. first step, the first time round. I got the same thing with my Clue Chunk UIM. I over-edited the very first video really hard, and it got really good views. And then I realized I don't have the time to do this every time. Yeah. So the drop-off yeah. is, like, huge because I can't put that much time in the editing anymore, which is unfortunate. Um, but sometimes yeah. you gotta, like, meet in the middle or something. See, like, occasionally I'll put a lot of time into a video. Like, I made a Clue uh, Bible. The Bible, but, yeah. yeah. The Clue Bible. <laughs> that shit took I so long. I looked that up yesterday. Dude, that shit took <laughs> so long. I was like, okay, fully transparent. I was really excited to make the video, and I really thought it was going to get some, like, heavy views. Because, I don't know, mm -hmm. usually my videos will get, like, in between, like, five and 10,000 views. Sometimes they'll get a little bit more, sometimes less. But with this video, I was like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, 30,000 views, you know? Like, I'm thinking, like, mm -hmm. this will, like, really pop off. And then, like, after the first week, when it was only, like, at 5K, I'm like damn i literally spent like 100 hours on this like and it was playing the game you know i had to get clips for every single clue step which is that's the reason why it took 100 hours um but i was also just gonna play the game regardless and then just put everything in but like yeah the editing and everything took me so long and then just to see it like not even do that well i was like fuck this is the, this is the planning on that shit is also pretty <laughs> crazy right yeah, it was a lot. And I used the worst editing program. Well, it's not the worst. It's called Shotcut. It's just this free editing program. And like with the amount of files I had uploaded on there, my entire computer, and this is before I got this upgraded computer. This was like my really shitty computer. It would lag so hard. There was Oof. times where I had to wait like 10 minutes for it to like stop the non-responding thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, no. it, was, it was hell. Oh, yeah. no. But yeah, I, I yeah the thing, that. I think it's also like a gradual video with those things. And I guess the rune light helper is too OP for people to look mm -hmm. up a video about oh, it. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult one to market because the video was great. Thank you. I'm checking right now. I got 11 minutes 40 into it. Hell like yeah. actually watching, like watching it. I was not <laughs> looking for the clue step. I was like, hmm. I love that. Cool. And that's what I think. Like I thought it was a good idea because... Um, Yes, like I timestamped all the steps. So if, if somebody does have a particular step, like I wonder what the best way to go about it or the best way I found. There were mm -hmm. obviously mistakes in there where like there's other better routes and stuff. And I've already optimized my inventory differently, which again was another thing <laughs> that was bothering me. Is like this is going to go out of date like next week when new clue steps arrive. But, yeah. But yeah, it was still a fun project, but I just see that whole thing of putting so much time into something and then you just don't even get the payout that you would have expected i guess yeah uh, that's that's the thing with youtube it's the videos that you put the least amount of effort in pop off sometimes <laughs> it's crazy i know i, <laughs> I gonna... dude there was a video i i uh called it like quick ecumenical keys it's just me barraging monsters <laughs> in the uh, wilderness thing and Perfect. i just it was literally like a 10 minute video with just a bunch of copyrighted songs it was like this video is gonna get a thousand views it doesn't really matter i'm just gonna upload it all of a sudden the next day it has like eighteen thousand views i'm like i should have just fucking made this silent like i would have actually profited from it. it was just fully copyrighted you know with all this other music so it's but, actually cool yeah. what i just realized is that guides are never going to be a rune light plugin so those will probably keep generating true. views true true true
I'm just looking through your most popular videos right now. They're Blood always guide, the guides. Slayer They're guide, always, yeah. Yep. Because there's no plugin for it. So yep. like a hard clue Bible, you could use the Runelite plugin, but a guide you still got to look up. Exactly. That's very cool. Interesting. So, so let me ask you about like Twitch versus YouTube. Hmm. Um, what do you like more? What do you like to do more? Make a video or just chill with the chat? Yeah, every time I say this, chat's like, you hate us. <laughs> but I'm I'm a creator at heart. I have I had eight YouTube channels. I am a freelance editor if I have the time. And I just like if I could just think of content, present it, and send all the clips to someone and run just a business pumping out videos, I'd do that. So I'd say YouTube. However, Twitch is just so nice to just have your behind the scenes, not have to do it alone. Um, people are there to chill. You're seeing the same faces every day. You're like kind of part of their routine. It's got such a beauty to it to just know that you're uh, some people's daily routine. And um, it's just really nice just to be there and know these guys are going to be there. I'm going to just do my shift, <laughs> if, I, yeah. if I can say it like that. And it's going to be enjoyable most of the time. Yeah. It's just really comfy streaming. Yeah, I agree with you. And there, there are some really nice things about YouTube. One is, like, I am an introvert. As much as it might not seem I'm an introvert, I definitely am. So, like, being able to not talk to anybody has a really nice appeal to it. Although, I'm not going to lie. Like, I really do enjoy the interactions on stream. But I think if it were to go head-to-head, -head, I think YouTube would, like, if I could only have one, it might be YouTube. And again, like what really? you said, it would, like... I mean, if it had to be one, truly, I think YouTube would just, I don't know. There's something about streaming where I get like, I get like overwhelmed here and there, like just turning mm. on my stream oh, and sure. just being like, I don't know what's going to go on today. Like, I don't really know how I'm going to feel after this. Cause you know, like where you just get like trolls and stuff and it's not like it happens yeah. a lot, but like it can really just sometimes chat or sometimes just what you're doing in game or how you feel can just really ruin your day uh that it's, does it's not usually happen when you're focusing time, on yeah it's usually when you're focusing on something and you want to do something in the game that is really important or something where yeah. you're not having that much chat interaction that that bothers you i feel like yeah i think that's really what it comes down to and i'm not i'm not trying to say like i don't enjoy streaming i fucking love streaming that was what i initially did i didn't even start youtube until a year after yeah. streaming so but uh, I've just really seen some beauty with YouTube of just, like, make some content, upload it, and you just get to enjoy it. Like, you just you get to just kind of, like, see the numbers, you know, which I really do love, like, analytics and stuff. And Yeah, I'm also a nerd. <laughs> plus, I will say, YouTube's analytics are just, like, miles ahead of Twitch's. Like, Twitch has clear. barely anything. Yeah, so. it's true. You're not, you're not really looking at anything. If you're looking at your stream analytics, you're seeing the amount of subscribers and then... <laughs> that divided and then you have to click yeah. click more to see the countries <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that it's just a mess yeah it is even though i don't know if you've uh experienced the the fireworks thingy with the one out of ten youtube dashboard oh, thing yeah. where that if your video is the best it's a one out of ten fireworks i haven't had a one out of ten in a long time man <laughs> <laughs> i get them every ten videos one. I get them every 10 because it has to because it's always your previous 10. So one of them's bound to be it. But when you look back, because I've had some videos that like really pop off, like 
just exploding you know initially and that feels so good yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool it's the algorithm and everything i had that with the very first clue chunk video so the new series but i like trying my absolute i contacted verf to be my my youtube insider guy i'd I'd send him four thumbnails i'd send him 10 titles he'd select them for me and um the video popped off at first but it wasn't as big as i thought and then verf i i text him like two days later and he's like dude wait the algorithm is gonna pick this one up in three days it's gonna fly (laughs) i'm like yeah sure verf and then (laughs) lo and behold three days later it wasn't like 70k views or something which is pretty crazy damn i was like yes this is like it was exactly what i wanted because at that time there's also a question about it on the thread i was uh seriously thinking of taking another job and then i had i'd had to quit streaming and put a little less effort into youtube videos Mm -hmm. and i was like if this doesn't pop off i'm gonna have to find a job and it did and so it was really really cool (laughs) that's cool um one thing I really want to talk about is your experience on The Voice. <laughs> because when I realized, and this must have been, I don't know how long ago. It feels like it's been it's a year two and a half. Years almost. Yeah, maybe two yeah, yeah. years. I mean, this was recorded three years ago, but... Jesus. Yeah, I had no idea the voice that you had. I mean, it just, like, you sound like you just have a normal voice, you know? And then when you start singing, it's, like, angelic, man. Like, I, I hate to just, like, be that guy that's just, like, fucking, like, just, I don't know, riding your dick, basically. But you have a beautiful voice, and I want to know kind of, like, your musical history with uh, just, I don't know, getting, like, were you in choir and stuff growing up, or, like, what? Um, No, I was, I'm completely self-taught, so... My wow. dad is, yeah, my dad is a pian, like not a pianist, but he, he's also self-taught. He plays guitar, piano, a little bit of drums. So I definitely got the, uh, quote unquote talent from him. And we always had like a grand piano in the living room. So even when I was like three years old, I'd try some stuff on there. My dad would help me and stuff like that. The first song I ever learned was Great Balls of Fire. Uh, it's like the da da Shake my loves and you rattle my brain. Da-da-da-dum. <laughs> Uh, that was really fun and then I don't know it's I didn't really do much with music it was more for fun eventually like at first you don't dare singing in front of anyone oh, yeah. your parents or whatever oh, yeah. <laughs> and then slowly but surely I started doing it when they were not looking and then slowly but surely you roll into you get you get the confidence and stuff like that and then I think six years ago when I had that Belgian vlogging channel in the YouTube uh, career. I could really like <laughs> make chapters in my life on which YouTube channel I had back then. <laughs> I love it. Um, with the Belgian vlogging channel, I think I auditioned for The Voice together with my dad, like separate auditions, but oh, wow. in the same year. And then I got, because there's three pre-auditions before, no, it's there's four pre-auditions before you actually get the television audition. So with the chairs. Okay. Um, wait, so wait, got... so if there's, is that for like everybody? Because what about the people that yeah, yeah, go yeah. on and are just like really sucky? Because doesn't that happen occasionally? Or is that just Not like the, the American voice. version? That's, or... No, that's for X Factor and stuff. The oh, voice maybe I'm thinking of American quality. Idol as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Back in the day, it was like la- television where you just la- laughed at people. <laughs> but that's like kind of <laughs> old now. Yeah. So true. they just have quality checks now. Okay. Um. So there's like three pre or four pre-auditions. And I got through the first one and my dad didn't. <laughs> and then I didn't get through the second one. And then two or three years later, I auditioned again. And that was 
well the year that's on television and youtube and stuff right now mm -hmm. by the way that will be linked so anybody uh watching this please don't link the audition i'm link anything I, else i am linking that the the thing i heard it's so bad the the whoa, wait whoa, whoa. are you talking not, about not, you on that state on that stage that was phenomenal yeah, there's there's three no there's four <laughs> video four yeah there's four videos on youtube and i've got three linked in my chat and one of those is not the audition because the audition was awful okay okay well you you'll link me them and i i want to have them down sure. there because i just want people to check it out because it's i mean it gives it gives me the chills i grew up being in choir um for years and so i could really i mean i just remember being surrounded by a few certain kids that had like perfect pitch and were just Oof. absolutely incredible and so i've always just really admired people with just fantastic voices and so like listening to that was just like oh it was good <laughs> thank you very much yeah i almost didn't get a chair on that audition because uh it was like the coach pressed on the very if people don't know how it works there's four chairs uh the coach that once you presses their button the chair turns around and i got a turn from one coach the one that i wanted which i'm pretty sus about by the way <laughs> with all the pre-interviews and stuff but um <clears throat> it was like one second before they couldn't press anymore because it was it was legit super off pitch i, I already know people are gonna search the audition and not the other stuff <laughs> now but um i mean go ahead but yeah um all the other ones i'm super 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 proud of but that audition was not it well, we'll have the other three then, not the audition. So they'll have sure. they'll have to take their time to look up the audition if they really care. <laughs> sure. The other three will be linked. Um, so what happens after that? I mean, like, how does the voice go? Because, uh, like, is there, like, a certain winner? Is there only one winner? Mm -hmm. Like, what usually happens? I remember, like, with American Idol, it didn't even matter if you really – and I know American Idol is completely different, but, like, at least there – it didn't even matter if you won or not. It just mattered if you got, like, far enough and then people, like, you could kind of just do yeah. your own thing at that point. Yeah, I don't know. It's, there is one winner. So you have four coaches, in the, in our case, five, because there was, like, a hidden coach. Um, and then along the line, people just get get out of the show. They don't go through. And then there's one winner, but it's then the team that wins so the coach actually wins with their one person that survived the whole competition basically okay um and to be fair nothing really happens you get a contract and stuff like that if you get into the top 16 um and then that label can kind of just decide i hope my nda has expired when i'm saying this but i think the uh, the label can basically decide whether they want to do something with you or not um and then it's on to the next year. It's like it's basically like a popularity contest, but obviously the person that wins can sing really well. Yeah. Um, but there's, I, I think they used to get a single, like the four finalists used to get a single made, but I don't think that's the case anymore. I, I mean, mm. the winner of this, well, two years ago, the last season, um, is kind of like going around in certain shows on tv and doing their singles she's actually doing really good but on all the previous years or most of the previous years i don't even remember who won yeah that's kind of how i don't know i i never really was too into the voice at least the american version or american idol but i feel like i never even knew who won nor cared really it was yeah, just it was just cool listening to like certain people i guess I yeah know. it was a really fun experience but i don't really think it's about the singers in that show it's more 
mass production of Just a singing show talent show. Itself, yeah. yeah. In America, it's also way more about the coaches. Like, there's like a bunch of, and like the story where they always have a sad, soapy yeah. story, yeah. and the coaches are <laughs> yeah. making jokes. There's like five auditions in one show, in one uh, episode, which is the case in Belgium now too, which is so annoying. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was it gonna was a really ask, fun experience. One thing I wanted to ask you already clarified that it's not the same, but I was just gonna. See if you had like your own sob story televised, like just make up some shit. <laughs> no, I was see the thing is I told them about that Dutch vlogging channel, so I had to go around with my camera vlogging all the contestants. It was so oh. unbelievably cringe. I'm like, okay, you're the <laughs> vlogger now, because you gotta be like someone. You can't be no one. So they gave me a camera and I had to just awkward there's like clips on it on my stream because I watched it. It was just pain. Like I was just going around. I don't know anyone. I've not even done audition at that point. Uh, I'm just going around asking all the contestants, hey, why are you here? And it's, oh, ugh, ugh. It cringes <laughs> me out because, as I said, I already, like that vlog era, I want to forget it. Yeah, <laughs> and then the so voice funny. is like, hey, you're the vlogger now. <laughs> oh, God. But it was only the audition after that. Isn't that, really is that terrifying? Like, how many people were you singing in front of with the, like, with the actual performances? Um, um, I don't know how many people were in the crowd. Probably like two hundred or something. Dude, but that'd be so scary being televised and just like being up there. I'd be shaking, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's something about singing in front of the big crowds is easier than singing in front of a very small crowd because mm. the main people I had the most stress for were the four judges with their turned chairs right in front of me. Yeah. So um, wait, is that just to prevent them seeing you? Yeah, it's about the voice. That's why okay. that's the like format. But had they hadn't they like already seen you by like no the no not not on the audition. Okay. Oh yeah, the third, oh, yeah, just yeah, so, the audition. It's yeah, turned. yeah. They turn around and they obviously see you, and then it's okay. the contest. I see. That's so cool though. That must have been just a really awesome experience. Do you do you have any uh, sort of desires to go into like something musical or like? I don't know. Yeah, not be a singer. Not really, because that's the thing about those talent shows where I'm I'm just doing it for fun. I'm doing it to learn stuff. I want to do the experience and stuff like that. And I feel like that kind of shown through. Whereas some people are like born for music. They're like, this is the only thing I'm gonna do. Yeah. I love this so much. This is what I'm born for. And I'm just I'm just here like I'm just trying to have fun, man. I'm just wanna be I wanna sing a little bit, get some free singing coaching, you know. And uh it was just a really, really fun experience. But in the end of the day, like the, the guy and girl that were in the finals were just insane. And they're like in bands and they're singing every day and their whole family sings. And I see. Just like, what am I doing? Like, I I was happy where I got kicked out. I was, I think if you calculate it, like 14th or something. Wow. <laughs> um, so I was happy to stop there. It was right before the live shows. And the live shows, I have never endured stress in my life, luckily. Like, I'm a very, very stress-free person. But at that point, when I had to sing, every single time I did a performance, I had a blackout right before I forgot my lyrics. I just oh threw something God. together. It was... Um, in that front, like, I really hit my brick wall because for a person, like, at that time, it was a massive privilege of never having almost any stress ever into the biggest stressful situation on stage live in front of Belgium. Yeah. was uh, an experience but at the end of the day you live through it and somehow i dragged myself through all the performances which i'm pretty happy with that's so crazy that's so cool though 
Like, I, I don't know. I just think it speaks volumes to be able to, I don't know, just go for something like that. Like, because so many people probably have a desire to do something just mm-hmm. crazy. Like, But who would, I don't know. For me, like, going on The Voice or going on any of those kind of, like, shows, it just seems like it's not a reality. And then, like, when you see somebody that you somewhat know, I mean, it's not like I know yeah. you, but I know of you. And um, just knowing that, like, you were on The Voice is just, like, really cool. I don't know. That's the thing with that I always try to like convey to my audience when I'm streaming or whatever. I used to be like a super sheltered kid. Um, well, actually, in primary school, I was the class clown. And then in secondary school, I got in such a, um, I don't know, I was like in a class with all the kids knew each other. They all had lots of money. Like, um, and I was kind of like just a gamer and I didn't really fit into that. So I became a really sheltered gamer dude which I think a lot of people in the OSRS community, no offense, obviously, but uh, are, or mm-hmm. they are very introverted and don't uh, want to talk and uh, stuff like that. And they're really just really on their own where I'm just like, try and just put yourself out there. If you um, want to go and get a job or something, just send this, even you don't have to wait for an application, just send an email like, hey, I'm here. I want this I'm, I'm passionate i'm i have these and these and these skills if there's ever an opening please consider me that it does so much more than sitting around and waiting just put yourself out there i really recently uh, listened to your cast with hootie and um yeah he says the same thing just put yourself out there mix like make some waves or something oh, even yeah. if they're small and just try it same with the voice i didn't i didn't i knew i wasn't gonna win but the experience has taught me so much and it's so much fun. Yeah. So why not? No, that's a good point. Life's, uh, I don't know. I feel like as soon, like, I don't know how old you are. I'm 27, so. like I'm 25. The, the older I'm getting, it's like I'm seeing, okay, life isn't actually endless. I mean, this eventually comes to an end and, like, you're no, you're only young once. So, like, Oof. being, <laughs> I know that sounds I like. I think that happens when you pause 20. I mean, you're closer to 30 than 20. That's yeah, when you... that happens. Because I'm in yeah. the middle right now. And I'm, I'm like, I've got all the time in the world. But maybe when it's yeah. my birthday. <laughs> I think 26 and a half-ish was around the time where my mind started shifting. And I was like, okay, like, what do I really want to achieve in life? Because, uh, I mean, especially when you see people you know pass away from, like, old age, you know? Like, mm-hmm. When you start seeing that, I mean, my grandparents are getting really old. Like my grandma on one uh, on my mom's side's already passed away. My um, my grandpa is also like just about to pass away, and then my parents on my dad's side are like getting really old. And I'm just like that. Damn. I don't know. And it feels like I remember being a kid and just seeing them as like kind of just younger grandparents. And now they're like actually getting old. And I'm like, sheesh, like time's flying and like my dad has white hair now and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah, this is dude, so weird recently I, I was watching uh i was looking at a picture of my dad and i was like dude you got gray man <laughs> no <laughs> i mean all respect to my dad like he, he's still uh in tip-top shape but that's good yeah the hair is are uh you see, like my mom even like they've broken up and she's even said sometimes like you looks old now <laughs> it's like it's like way to go they're really good friends by the way still luckily that's good but i mean go like passing away at old age is like the most beautiful way to go though right? oh yeah yeah and the only reason i really brought that up was just because like just try things i mean when you're young like at least for me i feel like a lot of introverts as well really struggle with just like i don't know self-esteem just 
being like trying to fit in i guess sort mm-hmm. of and not i don't know really caring about what others think about you and then when you get older like just you know mid-20s to 30s and stuff you just stop caring what anybody thinks and that's the point where you can truly just start trying things and just yeah that's the golden go recipe out there. yeah yeah <laughs> stop literally giving a shit yep stop giving a shit is just yeah it's it's a beautiful I don't know. I want to say something really poetic here, but the art of not giving a shit is just one of the best lessons in life. Oh yeah, it's liberating. It just makes you feel there free. You go. So, well, I'm looking at the Twitter topics, and um, you know what? Speaking of the man, let's look at oh, what Hootie Tootie has to say. What RuneScape update in the last couple years has brought you the most enjoyment slash rejuvenation for the game? That's a difficult question, to be honest, because I've never really uh, focused on any of the new updates. I'm thinking, like, I should probably say the Elite Clue update, but Elite Clues are so shit. <laughs> I know, they still <laughs> I are. can't say that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the early, like when Elite Clues came into the game is what I meant. Like, they... Oh, you're talking, gave... like, 2014. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking ago. early. Okay. Because it gave me so much more content on my YouTube channel. Because I've always been thinking about the game in a content way. I'm doing Clue Scrolls. Anything related to Clue Scrolls is fantastic as my series can go on. Um, I've never really got into TOB. I had a pretty high-level hardcore, which then died to Cerberus because I was looking myself up in the high scores. <laughs> but that's where I finally like learned some uh, some bossing. So I was always... I think that was also like kind of the attraction of my channel back in the day where I was always really just a cute noob. No one really knows what they're doing. Um, I know, what, what do I do? I just do some clue scrolls. Everyone can do this kind of deal. And then I tried to actually get a little better at the game and lost that cute noob a- attraction or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what has brought me the most enjoyment? To be honest, leagues actually. Oh yeah? Because I'm, yeah, I come from a, I don't want to say background because I never did it professionally, but I used to play Pad of Exile, which is an, okay. an RPG that um, I think there's pretty like there's a question about it in the in the thread, but it's a an RPG that is basically running on these temporary game modes. So they have like three or four leagues a year, and then people play for a month and then they wait for the next league. That's how the, that game works, and every league has their microtransactions with skins and stuff, and that's how the game makes their money. And um, uh, how I got my hardcore start on YouTube uh, on RuneScape is because I always played Pad of Exile hardcore. So if you die, you you just like RuneScape hardcore, you lose the account and you go to softcore. Not even in that specific league anymore. Mm. And every single three months, I went to the same buddy who unfortunately now has a family and all that stuff and he doesn't game anymore. Shout out Germs. Be uh, Germs. Every single three months, we're like, okay, new Pad of Exile league land partying i'm going to you or you coming to me we are no, no job like you take holiday <laughs> off for four or five days um we spend one day theory crafting a build that we want to roll in that league mm-hmm. we we start hardcore in that league and we're just going to be gaming for the one day it's 30 days then it's five hours of sleep 35 day, 35 hours i mean not days 35 hours five hours of sleep another 30 hours of gaming and then we Holy were shit. like rank top 10 or something in that game until we died 
oh. because we just had so much time. Yeah. So we never really finished the league. We never got the maximum level. We played for those five days if we were still alive, which was never. Um, we just casually play at home, but it was always so much fun to just play for four days straight. Oh yeah, food food prep. Um, every like the whole lot building a, a a build because the pad of exile skill tree someone should google it or if you could put it on the screen or something is insane i think there's about two thousand nodes on that skill tree that you can take like going Jesus. from attack speed to life or it's insane that game is so not noob friendly it's crazy but we used to play that for like three years straight and now finally coming back to the question um that's where i got the love for temporary game was and when leagues came into osrs I was beyond excited and I was also beyond disappointed to realize that during Trailblazer or slash during Chattered Relics that it's not really a competitive game mode it's like more aimed toward casual players which is which I completely understand mm -hmm. from a marketing perspective but I really miss the competitive scene and it was so like it reminded me so much of the competitive Pad of Exile race to rank one that I was so excited to be like, okay, I can do this because I've been preparing for this when I was playing Pad of Exile and I know how to theorycraft RuneScape and I'm going to be one of the best in this. And then, I mean, you get still the RNG factors and yeah, and it's too long to be a good, like stuff like that. Yeah, so what, okay, let me ask because all I have ever done with leagues is I played Shattered Relics for like four days. And mm. I completely fried, like just totally. <laughs> I was playing like 16 hours a day, and then I was like, "Why am I doing this? Like, I should just go back to my main account." So then I quit. Um, but it was a it was a really fun experience initially. I just want to ask you because you are like into those temporary game modes. What would make a league, or what would make leagues for like perfect, or what is your perfect idea of leagues um... that would totally go with like what you like, regardless of how much money Jagex would make or some business decisions? What would you want to see? Uh, it really depends because I've when I was complaining about leagues last year, I got a lot of insights in the comment. I made like a video, leagues is delayed and I'm mildly inconvenienced, and that got <laughs> so much hate because I, I was being a little bit of a uh, an entitled prick, mm. and uh, I was saying, hey, I'm a content creator and I was banking on this being. Uh, that was not the entire point, but I definitely get that people were like, you're playing video games for a living, dude. Stop complaining that it's de delayed for three months, mm -hmm. which wasn't the initial point, but I get uh, get it. It and was then... annoying. I do remember the time. Like it was, it was just like people had already taken work off. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was more the fact that it mattered that, yeah, that. So people took time of their work. It was also Group Iron Man was still making them enough money, yeah. so they didn't have to do a yeah. league, which it kind of felt like. Um. So yeah, and then what was the question? It was basically <laughs> what would you want to see from League Four? Oh yeah, um, I wanted to be I wanted it to be the Shattered Relics time that it initially was, so six weeks. Don't have a random it. extension. Those random yeah, extensions, oh, by bro. the way, I'm so bothered by. Like that has got to just be so annoying. And it, yeah, it's they cringe. always do it like just a week after, like two weeks after release. Where it's like, dude, you might think you want to keep doing this endlessly, but trust me, after six weeks, you're all gonna be fucking bored. Yeah, and it kills the competitive spirit because yeah. people need three more weeks to grind, three more weeks then, off of work if you're going for ranks. It's just awful. And then what's to say they're not going to have another two-week extension? Oh, everyone's still having fun. Let's make it ten weeks. Like, I mean, I, I don't yeah. – I like, I doubt that would happen. But, like, well, who's to say, like, they couldn't do that? Like, there's got to be a set time, like a deadline if you want competition. Yeah, know. and that's the exact – 
like time I, I really saw that leagues is casual and not competitive. Otherwise, you don't do that stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you keep the 1%, which is indeed the 1%. You don't have to uh, make content for the 1%, obviously. But that's when like my realization came. Leagues is casual. It's not competitive. That's all right. But I needed to change my perception on it. But for me, a perfect league uh, would be, well, yeah, six weeks. Um, not the entire map available, because even though the community thinks they want the entire map available, I think it was very obvious in Shattered Relics that you're just playing Iron Man, but faster, yeah. which is not what you want for a league. You want restrictions. I personally want a new boss. I want new mechanics. I don't want them to lock things off that they've already made. Um, I'd love a new boss that they can test in the league and then maybe bring into the main game with some, with some adaptations. Um... I, yeah, it's like, for example, a new mechanic that I've thought of based on the caveman-only idea is you make an underground league, so you get your area Ooh. restriction. You make an underground league, you can go up to the normal uh, surface, but you have a oxygen meter. And if, if, you, if you touch one of the, I don't know, ch oxygen chambers, in, you get a minute extra above surface. And then you can only do, like, one boss, and then you got to quickly go back down underground and get your skills and stuff up back underground. I think that's an all right idea. Okay. Um, I've also, another thing I had was you make some kind of ghost world, which looks like the Ectofunctus area. Mm -hmm. And then only there you get multiple uh, multiples of XP and your final boss is there. And you got to go there through a portal. And I don't know, just new stuff. I don't want to see, hey, this boss that we've already made is now unlockable later or something. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I have this weird idea. You might have heard of it, but what are your thoughts on a Benjamin <laughs> Button mode where you, where everyone starts out completely maxed and the only thing you have is a max cape, but all XP you gain is negative XP. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're you're running already, you know, at 99 agility. You instantly go to 98 as soon as you do one lap, you know, or as soon as you get one XP. And then... As soon as you would hit, like, 89, you can't do Artie anymore. Like, you'd have to go to, like, a lower course, you know. And your in entire objective is to just get to level 1 in all skills. Um, yeah, I'm wondering how <laughs> it goes with XP, then. It's so, so I, I think for a league, um, it would definitely be, like, increased XP rates. I think that would just be more fun. Like, actually having to, like, unmax, like, actually would just be hell for most casuals. Some people would love that. but uh, Wouldn't it be... The same thing. If you got XP that ramps up again, so your already cores gives one XP or five XP, and your drainer cores gives nine thousand XP, let's say, mm -hmm. wouldn't that just be the same then? Though, if you go from one to ninety nine or from ninety nine to one, if the skills, oh yeah, yeah, like it, skills, it, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it would still right? be the same, but it would just be a completely different way to play, where just everybody, yeah, like you, just start out max, and you're trying to look for those like level three combat people, you know, that have, and like you would have to plan out how you're going to do things because for example if you just started training like you need to do slayer with training because imagine you were training you got to level one attack one strength one defense and you're still 99 slayer yeah like, you're <laughs> fucked like you're totally <laughs> fucked so like yeah, there would be some planning bosses, but yeah th there would be planning to it i think that's the only real like planning you'd really have to do but it would just be fun I think. I have no idea. It's just an idea, and I just think, like, that could be kind of fun for some people. Probably, it's a f <laughs> I don't know, kind of a sadist, masochistic mode. But I think it's pretty fun, but 
Um, <laughs> yeah, again, you don't have the area restriction, and also, what is your end game at that yeah. point? The end but, game is literally just to unmax and then just fucking quit. It, it wouldn't even be six weeks. Like, how, I don't know. I don't even know if this would even be appropriate for a league. I just think, like, just doing something. You remember, like, how they would do random stuff, like, um, were you playing when they did King of the Skill? Uh, no, I, I took a year... I was either playing and I just completely missed it, missed it yeah. or I was just a year not King of the Skill there. was really cool because it was just out of the blue. There was no such thing as leagues at the time. They're just like, hey, we're going to give you a month. Your entire objective is to gain as much XP as possible within 24 hours playtime. And so you could log in whenever you want during this month, but you only have 24 hours. And so people would just go super, super, super hard, you know? Yeah, it's sick. I don't understand why they don't bring that back, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I just think, though, like, even with, like, a Benjamin Button mode or any other kind of really just weird creative mode, I think they could just pull those out, you know, just, like, whenever. It doesn't have to be considered a league. It can just be, hey, we're going to do this for the month of this, just some random yeah, sure, fun actually. thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's true, because they just always... I don't know, with all the uh, new game modes that were proposed and stuff like that, I feel like just do one, and we'll yeah. see if it works. Yeah, yeah, for real. And Same it, with the new skill. They'll just test that out in the league and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think with, like, temporary game modes, they can just do whatever they want with it. Um, when mm -hmm. it comes to, like, permanent stuff, like, yeah, that can... Obviously, that needs to probably be pulled and stuff, but with other yeah, like, exactly. random stuff, just go for it. Yeah, King of the Skill could just be that competitive thing that they're missing because I feel like they're only shot at because they wanted to make RuneScape an esport like for 15 years now, right? We had a head of esports and stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> but now they, I think they're only shot at that is I guess the quest speed running. By the but way, I mean, that, that stuff's been kind of popping off lately. I, I kind of like it. I I haven't I like really too, done yeah. any of it myself yet, but I've just been kind of watching here and there. I've been watching Sick Nerd do some and some other people and checking twitter people doing some times like i don't know i think that's kind of cool i think the moment it goes live it's gonna be kind of hype yeah. yeah for a very niche community but i mean it doesn't harm anyone it's in a separate world it's not gonna split the player base because there's gonna be five people in those worlds but it's gonna be fun to see some kind of competitiveness indeed it's gonna be really fun yeah i haven't tried it now because it's in beta and it feels like you're running it for no reason Mm -hmm. But I think once it gets out of beta, and I think a lot of people feel like I do at the moment about it, then uh, I, th I mean, I'm gonna that, that quest outfit looks sick. Oh yeah, they they did good with that. Yeah, I love that, and I've also seen. Uh, I don't know what his name is. I'm gonna check if I can find it real quick. Uh, Leher Matthew Matthew on Twitter has done some recolors on it. It's it looks really sick. Wait, I'll link it to you. Real yeah, quick. link it. Like, that would then be a, an, an ornament kit for Graceful, right? Which is really Ooh, nice. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I really like this kind of outfit. You know what, also? Um, well, one thing I didn't think looked good until it came out into the game was Masori. And mm. I'm going to just say as well, like, Masori, um, the reason it was so awful and I had such a problem with it was because, like, there wasn't the gold uh, assembler or max cape yet. So mm -hmm. you were wearing like a super like light blue cape with gold and random <laughs> shit. And then like green boots and like, like, I don't know. It just looked funky. But now that there's like the yellow cape, honestly, that yellow cape like fixed everything or just the assembler in general fixed it. 
Because That's such an ALC problem. Dude. <laughs> my Magscape doesn't fit with my armor. Dude. Okay, listen. Listen to this. Imagine this. <laughs> you are yeah. wearing Masori, which... You know what? Let me just pull up Masori. I just want to, I just want to like, describe this to you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Of just right, how, how, how fucking bad this would be. So, um... Let's see. Where's the Masori, like, uh... Wait, is it the upgraded? Yeah, I'm trying to find the... Oh, there it is. There's the upgraded. Okay, so... It's this, right? Uh, let me see it on your end. What a disgusting link if I just sent it to Discord. If you see that in your Twitch chat, that guy's getting banned immediately on site. Yeah, this stuff. Oh, huge Google search link. Um, okay. <laughs> so... Masori aren't... Why, why can't I just... Okay, there we go. Whatever. We'll just look at these pictures. So... Uh, on my end, I'm looking at it, and, like, you would wear, gr it's gold, and red, mm. and mm -hmm. green, and then you're wearing green boots with a light blue cape, and I'm just imagining, like, a dragon crossbow, so just red, and then you got a fucking, like, buckler that's green, it's like, there was so many clashing colors, it was <laughs> unbelievable, and I was like, this looks fucking horrible, um, luckily, they kind of changed what it originally looked like. And now I'm actually really happy with what it looks like in-game. I think it looks great. But it's because of the gold max game. That's the thing that saved it. Not Masori it, it itself. But yeah. The quest stuff. That is fair. Just going back to the quest stuff. I think this stuff, I'm showing it on screen, looks phenomenal. I think it looks really nice. Yeah, right? And it just frees up a little bit of the graceful Andes running around everywhere. Yeah. So it's acting as graceful, correct? I think it's an over... Yeah, like an ornament kit. Okay. That's really cool. Because I was wondering... I was like, what's up with the wings on the... Uh, they have a real obsession with wings on boots. But as long as it's graceful, I guess that actually thematically fits. But if it was just like <laughs> random... I guess it's kit. medieval times kind of... There's <laughs> no way in medieval times they put wings on their boots. <laughs> I wasn't there, man. I have no idea. <laughs> That's true. I wasn't there either. Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm really excited about that stuff. Okay, let's see. Uh, so here's a really like kind of quick and fun question from Champions Cape. Favorite clue step from each clue tier, beginner <laughs> through master. It can be any type of step. Or, and and, and I also just want to know like what is your all time favorite clue step? Like when you see hmm. it, you're just like fuck yeah. That's a good question. Holy, uh, my all time favorite clue step. I, I'll start from beginners. So, fuck Charlie. Let me say that. <laughs> yes. Anything Charlie to Tramp, I get the urge to right-click drop. Um, I guess my favorite beginner step that makes me smile when I see it is just talk to hands. It's just so nice. Oh, yeah. And in that same line, the easy step, dig at the Lumbridge spawn. Oh, yep, yep. Unless you're on Ancients, because getting the Lumbridge on Ancients sucks. And uh, my house. Okay, look, I'm, <laughs> I might be a clue man, but you don't want to look at my streams when I'm doing a lot of clues, because my inventory is shit. My house isn't upgraded. It's, it's a mess. But. It's tough doing clues on a lower level account. Like something that's not completely decked out. Clues kind of mm. become a hassle occasionally. Yeah, I should just look at your hard clue Bible and just get some of the items. I'm usually just way too lazy. <laughs> yeah, if I just I've spend some time off stream and make 2,000 house tabs and 2,000 redirection scrolls, I'd be fine. But I've got 10 house tabs and two redirection scrolls every time <laughs> I stream. And I didn't have, I'm on the Ancients. I need to go to Falador. I don't uh, have the Falador thing in my house. It's just, like try and get there with a without an explorer ring. I'm I'm legit running from the Rat Pits minigame teleport. 
from <laughs> to Port Sarum. That's why I'm running to Falador when that happens. It's awful. Yeah, I have decked myself out. Like, have you ever had that elite clue step where you have to turn in a Lovacang armor set? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I, oh, you have a bunch of those. Dude, in I the have, bank? I have like three hundred and thirty nah. of them. Bank. <laughs> what? Like three hundred thirty. Saw you make crates. those on stream. I think you made. Did, did you do a stream where you made all of those? I would do them on Sabecast. So you might, you might be thinking of it. By the way, oh yeah, yeah almost yeah, 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 everything yeah, yeah. I've ever like prepped for clues is be is because of Sabecast. Like oh, I'll just brand. do anything when I'm talking to somebody, and it feels like no time has passed. So mining all that Lovakite bullshit was so easy. Like, it's just, yeah. I didn't even think about it. It was nice. Yeah, it doesn't even take that long. It's just, I'm so late. I don't really play the game much when I'm not streaming. Mm -hmm. Unless if I'm, uh, like, I have a really big goal and I want to get this done before the video has to go up. Mm -hmm. But, uh, except for now that I'm in Motherload Mine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll go back to the question. Mm -hmm. So, that was <laughs> beginner and easy, correct? So yeah. What, so, that? talk to hands and then dig at the Lumbridge spawn. I'm thinking about medium. Uh, for mediums, it's really big that you have one the Slayer Ring and your stash units built. But um, I don't know if you can remind me of any beautiful medium clue steps. I'm it's just also yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, what, what's any like non-emote step? It's um, probably just like going to Falador and you've got to talk to Charlie. Oh, do you? That's have a medium to step, that? but you don't have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything nice. with the music or oh, oh, with Cecilia is easy. But yeah, what is it? I got it. The uh, the barrack step on the barrack square where you have to just oh, type yeah, a number in. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> and then hard clues, favorite step. Uh, anything that's not wildy my, or anything. My favorite hard clue step, I think, whenever I see it, is uh, dig in the center of Morton. And the only reason I say that is because mm. I have thousands of those scrolls yeah so me too that's the nice click, one boom done dig just it's over actually for hard clues i think the entrana step is worse than the wildy steps yeah the the entrana step is bad if you don't have a good layout like with me i've set up my bank <laughs> perfectly so whenever i get the entrana step i don't even think about it go to my bank dump everything just do it just dump it mm. then go to the clue and go re-gear takes 10 more seconds it's like the worst thing is if you complete the clue there and then open it in entrana oh i've realize, done that a few oh, times Fuck, i've done that man. many times yeah. it's awful man it's like this is this was the third age this yeah, was the role that would have been it every time <laughs> elites the bet there are so many really nice elite steps yeah true like, it's really it's faster than hard clues so elites are faster fast. than hard clues they're so fucking fast yeah, the only they one, are actually nice the only ones that are awful are going underwater and picking up five stones mm. and digging on that spot because like flippers don't even make you go fast underwater and Reach. um skull ball clearly sucks and the dk's ladder really sucks i think those are the three that just oh and isle of souls oh my god yeah, there's fairing to one of them at least. One of now. them, yeah. Before that, uh, I mean, even the west, the west side is still just total ass. I mean, that takes like a legit three minute run there. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, I don't know what their plan was by making it so big, but hey, fucking hell, yeah. I've used the Isle of Soul chest sometimes to get medium clues when I'm like exceptionally bored, but that's the only time I've been there. Mm. <laughs> well, I okay, so. Even though this step is easier and I mean it's quicker, um, I have a max cape, so I can just teleport directly to Warriors Guild and dig. Uh -huh. Max, by the way. 
Um, but the other one that's really awesome is talking to Sherlock and activating chivalry. Like that's like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> that just hit a spot when you said that. Holy shit, uh, that is a beauty. Uh, back in the day when I was still uh, a lot lower level, yeah. when I got my very first Sherlock step, I was running around with a dragon sim. Oh no, it's Fallow, I think. And I talked to Fallow, and he just asked me to bring him a dragon sim, and I was just wearing it, dude. Oh, hits the spot. That's dope. That is dope. By the way, yeah. shout out, like not a shout out, uh, the opposite to Jagex for <laughs> why is there no activate piety master clue step? I'm sitting on 60 prayer for the entirety of my account because there is only an activate chivalry step for elites. Where's oh. the activate piety step? I want to trade my prayer, dude. I have 83 prayer banked in baby dragon bones from the crystal limplings. Okay. Give me the piety step. Thoughts? But they should pull. Thoughts on Grandmaster Clues? Because what if Grandmaster Clues was like activate Nine. augury or something crazy? No, no, no. Not raids. No, I'm, not not I'm raids. Very so much, you just want I'm piety. just against Grandmaster Clues. It'd be. I am too right now, to be honest. Well, like, I, I think it's too soon to introduce Grandmaster Clues. That's I don't know. Opinion. I think people already get really annoyed at a master clue step they can't do i think most grandmasters are just gonna sit on the floor no one's gonna want to do them it's gonna be too extreme the, I, I, it's yeah i don't know it's like grant people i think are thinking too uh like linearly i don't know if that's like the right word to use in this situation but people just are like oh well we're gonna have a step that's like go kill jad in under 27 minutes or something. just like something really <laughs> stupid like I was thinking more like uh, mine an amethyst or no no like I, I wasn't even I was thinking like going beyond what a clue scroll really is like grandmaster would be something like some crazy ass puzzles uh, mm. or like um, get from this point to this point in a certain amount of time and you could just keep kind of resetting until you do it like you would have a certain amount of ticks to like go from this spot to this spot and it's like you have to find the perfect teleport you have to run you can't miss ticks something like that where it's like it is truly grandmaster because you would need the most optimal teleport and staminas and stuff to like figure out your pathing and think like think i'm thinking outside of the box um oh, that's cool actually and and i want is... stuff to be challenging and i want it to be really cryptic and really like clue e you know not just like oh do mm -hmm. a fucking infernal cape like who cares like that's so boring like Make it a clue scroll. And that's why I kind of am against Grandmaster completely because I don't feel like doing certain steps like that would even, con I don't know, it, it doesn't even feel like Grandmaster. It just feels like a cool addition to other clue steps. I don't know. How about we, we scrap the mimic from Master Clues? You'll give the elite clues the um, one in, what is it, 15? So they're actually almost worth doing. And then that you get some easy. kind of key from a master clue to do that like, whole puzzle pyramid stuff that you're mentioning with I, a boss at the end. I think that'd be... You know what one thing I would want to see is... Well, one thing is elite mimics should at least go down to a 1 in 25 or go up to a 1 in 25, however you say that. How much is it now? Well, it's 1 in, 1 in 35. It's so Bruh. stupid because masters are 1 in 15 and then elites are like so crazy... Much, I don't know. They're way more. Why is rare. it not even just? It's a weird number. Thirty-five. It's, it's annoying. It, they should really lower it to one in twenty-five. The other thing I really want to see is mimic dust, so you can transmog your bloodhound into a mimic with the. Mimic oh dust. yeah, that's cool. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah, big. Yeah, that's the my... dust just from the mimic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just yeah. be from Mimic. Uh, yeah, yeah, as I said, I, I don't know, man. Elites are so unworth to do that you might as well just lower the drop rate of the Mimic, indeed. They That would literally fix them. I, I, I honestly True. think if they were to change it from 1 in 35 to 1 in 25, that alone would be good enough to justify doing Elites, I think. I agree. So... Um, some people in the chat right now. I'm at, I'm mining amethyst, and a bunch of people are telling me to say lone gym rat is not a true collection logger. They really love me just saying things. They usually gift me five subs if I just say whatever they want me to do. And now do, you said it for free. Yeah, That's I did. It's not good marketing, man. <laughs> you gotta squeeze the gifties. You gotta milk them. Give me one. Any sec. primers, by the way? Plus five gifted. There we go. All right, I think I'm gonna get five <laughs> gifted. So, <laughs> anyway, um. Let's talk, okay, so Charlotte, or Impling only, by the way, mm -hmm. how did it feel almost giving up on streaming to move into a more secure job role in terms of the secure income? Were you sad that you didn't get the job after all? Oh, okay. So I probably have to give some context because I briefly mentioned it a mm -hmm. bit ago. But um, yeah, I at some point, I think it's now uh, three or two months ago, so it's super recent. I got a job offer from a company I used to intern for um, and they offered me like basically my dream job. I used to work in uh, in the media in Belgium for the biggest commercial TV network and I used to do like just silly online stuff, nothing really important. But the job I was offered was a senior creative role. So I would be in charge of any content that was going online of that big network. I would make it, I would find the people and I'd make sure it get done basically. Hmm. Um, which is, as I said at the start of this cast, like I, if I could just think of the content and let people make it, that's like my dream. So I got that offered. I don't, I have still no clue how they got to me. They said via LinkedIn, but I haven't posted on LinkedIn since like college time when I had to make a profile. Um, and so I seriously considered like, I'm going to take this. If I take this, I can't stream anymore, but I'll still do YouTube. Um, and yeah, it was like at first when I got the final interview, because I got, no, when I got the first interview, because I did four at the end of it. When I went through the first interview at the end of it, I said, is this a full time? And she said, yes, unfortunately, it's a full time. We know you have your your YouTube and all that, but uh, it would be for one year at least full time. And I instantly said, no, I can't do that. I built this thing and it's it's going well and um, i love doing it and it's also my dream job basically and i've spent so long working for it that i'm not going to give that up to do this mm -hmm. and i slept on it for a day and i was like bro but you get your pension is fixed and the taxes are less and it's also my dream job and if i could combine it with youtube i'm still a little bit there you know and i started and eventually i made up my mind that i was like okay you know what I, i've got a chance to become a big guy there and I can do that dream job while still maintaining my YouTube as then a side job. So I'm not really given much up except for daily streaming, which I, I like legit cried over a certain night where I was like, bro, I'm going to let all these guys down. They're, I'm their daily routine. I was already like in my mind, I was planning out my lost stream. I was like shedding Damn. a tear and shit. I was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I went through all the interviews and in the end, like a month and a half later, I didn't get the job, which I was uh, kind of pissed about because I was like, bruh, 
One, you get my hopes up, yeah. and you asked me. I didn't apply. You asked me, and then you're gonna deny me, bro. So I mean, I was I was salty a little bit, and but then I realized, dude, I have a fantastic job. It like this is great too. There, that was it was a win win for me at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it sucked because I had like it's my own fault, but I made my mind up that I was gonna do that now. Yeah. And I was Jesus. going to go on holiday, which I just came back from. And then I was going to start this new chapter of my life. And it was just the same, which That's is all right. So, yeah, it it's just a, like it you took a built up your hopes for it. That's crazy. Yeah, which is completely my own fault, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's if, where I stand yeah. on that. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Sometimes I, so you've been doing content creation for so long. It clearly seems like this is like, you know, one of your passions. You've been doing it for absolute, like almost a decade now. So, mm -hmm. um. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, kind of being a content creator for so long can almost just inevitably kind of make you want to just try, like just do something else, you know, for at least a time yeah. or just like ex experience, experience something else. Because like even for me over the past like year, I've been really considering, like I've been considering, not actually like going to do it uh, by any means, but I was considering going back to school just to like mm -hmm. yeah same learn i had that period Be because like <laughs> i really do care about certain subjects now where i was a kid i didn't give a fuck like at all i didn't i didn't care about learning about certain things like i was passionate about a few certain subjects but like not enough to dedicate all my time to studying and stuff but now i think about it I'm like eh, there's there's a few things i think one of the things i'd be really interested in is like biology um mm. i'm like really cool. interested in biology now and i used to hate science like just like in high school, I just fucking always would just like sleep in class pretty much. But um, is there something that led up to that with your interest in biology? It's like a video I, on Twitter or something that you're like, oh, I think it's cool. something to do with. Um, I don't know, just how crazy life is, like just understanding like I have the exact same thing, man. Sometimes yeah. I'm just ask. Sorry, that, that no, I'm no, go for it. Go for it. Some like I ask questions to my girlfriend that she's like, why do you think about that? For example, <laughs> yeah. there was I was I was looking at Twitter and there was like a a, um, a whale carcass, mm -hmm. and I was like, dude, I'm gonna watch every single deep sea documentary on Netflix that I can find right now. <laughs> yeah. How does this work? Yeah. Dude, have you ever seen? So I was looking up some stuff on like evolution and things, and just I'm so intrigued by how species have evolved and like all that shit over millions of years and when you look at like a um, human placenta and like a dolphin placenta like they look fucking identical almost like it's so weird because i Wait, think what? not like Whoa. totally identical but just like at the beginning stages of something being born like we are so similar to a lot of other creatures oh like, yeah is that what every mammal Kind yeah of? like it, it yeah but they um in this video i watched it was just showing like a dolphin versus like a human and like they look very similar at certain stages <laughs> and i think for so long as a child um like i was brought up in religion just and it's kind of like this weird like superiority thing where like humans are just like i was basically taught like you know god loves humans and there was no such thing as like animals going to heaven or anything like that and like uh, all this stuff and i always used to just think humans were just different than other animals you know just like mm -hmm. we weren't like even the same sort of like thing and this is again me as a child so growing yeah. up a little bit more and understanding things and really just kind of getting out of 
I mean, I got, I, I'm not religious anymore. And so like, I see things completely differently. And so kind of taking a different look at life and understanding like damn i like i am i am literally from the earth you know what i mean like <laughs> the, like nothing like i didn't come from anywhere else like i'm I'm, I, I'm a product of the earth like that's so fucking nuts to me and it, it interests me so much now that feels like you're rediscovering everything yeah it's weird and so like i definitely want to like study more on that but it doesn't mean i have to go back to school in fact a lot of the time i think school is a big scam with how much you have to fucking pay just to like you could learn so much stuff online for a little bit of money or Oh, for free. sure, yeah. They could definitely condense a lot of it oh, <laughs> to yeah. a couple less years and only in things you're interested in. Dude, for sure. when COVID started and, um, like, my younger brother was starting school and it was online and he was paying the same amount just to do online courses. as as, as It was the same amount as it would have been to go to, like, physical school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you still going to charge students the same amount? Like, yeah, that's... you don't even have to maintain, like, you don't even have to have a physical campus at this point. Like, what is the charge? Your your <laughs> online professors are literally just regurgitating the same thing semester after semester and charging kids, like, thousands of dollars per course. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, luckily, in Europe, it's a bit less, but, yeah, it's still the same principle at the end of the day. Yeah. Going back about that human thing, I have like a weird theory. It's not a theory. It was four guys on a holiday in the car, just a way too long car ride. Mm -hmm. But it's something funny to think about, and it doesn't have to be theoretically correct or whatever. But the crazy thing is that we had, like, he was trying to con not convince us, but he had this idea of this open-minded idea, not his belief or whatever, but mm -hmm. that it is weird that there is no um power or influence from something extraterrestrial because we have monkeys or some of the monkeys that we then originated from or whatever mm -hmm. we have the human but we have nothing in between still so where are the in between things between <laughs> our human monkey kind of thing and then the human why do we have the first and the last kind of type deal yeah uh i mean what's really interesting is thinking about like the neanderthals and stuff yeah I, i've got that written down right now i'm like where are oh, the yeah. neanderthals man why do we have monkeys and where why dude, what happened to the neanderthals dude the thing that really and i will have to study stuff because i'm really ignorant on a lot of these things but just one of the things i do think is uh i think humans might have just killed all the neanderthals because of Probably, just our I mean, total fucking I don't know. It's a shame, though. I, Why do we keep the monkeys then? Why do we keep, not keep one it, Neanderthal? Well, one thing I I have heard is like Neanderthals were like this, like very similar intelligence to humans. Humans were just a lot more aggressive. I was scared of them, probably. Um, and 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 I I think as well, humans used to like we could uh, form communities better. Neanderthals were more like introverted. Yeah, like, yeah They yeah. wanted to like be alone and secluded, sort of. Um, and so I think humans just took over. And dude, you know what's crazy is sometimes I think like, I wonder if there was other type of life that was really intelligent, like super intelligent, mm -hmm. like humans, and we like somehow just like got rid of them or something. Like it's a it's thinking about the history of humanity and the history of just like species on Earth. It's fucking crazy, especially when it's... you hear like over ninety nine percent of all species that have ever existed have already gone extinct. 
It's like, yeah, it's so unfathomable. Jesus, it's crazy, dude. Someone in the comments is going to like correct us on the whole Neanderthal stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's all just speculation. Um, a lot of it is, and just the little bit of research I've done. That's things I've read on, but yeah, I just think it's cool to keep like an open mind. Like I, I'm not religious. I don't know what happens after this life. I'm of the mindset of like. I mean, you're here now. Might as well make the best out of it. What What do I care when uh, when I die or whatever? So, um, I've completely lost my train of thought. But it's nice to keep an open mind and just have a bunch of theories, whether that's God or um, the whole extraterrestrials have taken all the Neanderthals and put the humans on the planet, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to think about. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Um. And I think being open-minded is the literal best thing you can do for yourself. And it keeps you honest and it prevents like dogma. Just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, a, yeah. A lot more fun to think that life isn't fixed. It's not like yeah. predestined. I mean, it could be, but what do I care? Yeah. I think it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. And I, I, I never used to think about this stuff. I think like 23 24 25 ish was the initial stages of me like having existential thoughts and stuff not like in a mm -hmm. depressing way but just like really considering like damn i'm alive like this is so weird like was yeah, there cool it's it's weird to think like was there really a point where i wasn't alive and there yeah, yeah, was yeah, but it's crazy. like how like oh dude you <laughs> can't no you can't think about that for longer than 10 minutes or you're going insane oh it's so crazy yeah it, uh -huh. it's yeah how are we going to dig ourselves out of this hole, huh? We have to move on to another topic. <laughs> right, here we go. The Duck Chris asks, what do you think of tradable ornament kits for best in slot gear coming from clues as mega rares? Here, let me read that again, actually. What do you think of tradable ornament kits from best in slot gear coming from clues as mega rares? In RS3, mm -hmm. they have dyes which are used to color best in slot gear and hold a very high value giving something for clue scrollers to hunt for for money while going for log completion. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've played too little main account to kind of answer this question. I feel like it makes sense to get ornament kits from the thing, from a diff more difficult version of the thing you're doing for the best in slot weapon. Yep. I don't know if there's a place in clues for them, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think I agree with you. It feels a lot more natural for ornament kits, for example, Twisted Ancestral, to come from Chambers of Zarek. Uh, yeah, they're just a bit inconsistent with them, I think, because there's like a bunch of mid-tier ornament kits in yeah, Clue Scrolls, yeah. which I guess it's because the items don't really matter that they're supposed to be in Clue Scrolls, but then that kind of contradicts my own argument. <laughs> but it's, it's weird, yeah. I yeah. think the thing is, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I have once made this point where now we have Missouri, so um, it doesn't really matter. But I was thinking of the best in slot range gloves are still Barrows gloves, right? No, they're now Zarite Van Braces from Nex. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. from Nex. That's yeah. right. My initial, my original idea when that wasn't a thing was that um, you could use the Pegasian crystal on the Ranger gloves. Ranger gloves oh, you get. Yeah. That'd be dope. And that would also like put the the price of the the Pegasian a little higher because that's at sixty k, which is criminal. Yeah, but no. just because the Ranger boots are that high, right? Yeah, like I was gonna. That would honestly, okay. This is one thing I would love to see. So I'm trying to accept the fact that we already have best in slot range gloves, whatever. But what if 
Ranger gloves and the Ranger's tunic could have um, maybe using a Pegasian crystal on it. Who knows? Or just give them like one range strength or something like that. Because Mm -hmm. um, that would, first of all, that would just spike the price of those items huge. So that would in turn make elites more worth doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also just think it would be kind of cool as if, you know, you could use something, maybe not just buff the ranger's tunic instantly right now to give it one range strength. But because like right now, Masori body has plus four range strength. Everything else doesn't have any range strength. So, you know, when you're seeing an armadillo plate versus a ranger's tunic, it wouldn't really make much sense. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, like there could be some cool stuff they could do with that. Just adding, you know, Pegasian crystals to these things, or maybe like just certain ornament kits that give those pure items like those those pure ranging items some uh actual use and stuff and buff their price that is kind of a cool idea though it's kind of weird now because you get the ranger boots you're mega excited and you get the ranger tunic or the ranger gloves and you're not supposed to be excited yeah it sucks man it sucks because you think it's like yes but then and also like just the price of a big asian crystal pisses me off and it's just that low because ranger boots are that expensive yeah, yeah. and there's more pegasians coming into the game than ranger boots so if you give that another use put it on one of the yeah, tunic or gloves got a little bit of that problem fixed i guess mm-hmm. yeah i don't know also ranger boots are incredibly overpriced <laughs> they're just overpriced because it's such a legendary item right because most of the time i use ancient boots or like blessed eyed boots oh yeah i mean it's just simply the fact that they are a component to best in slot boots mm, i guess yeah. like and the best in slot boots suck i mean they're not even that great there's like what plus 12 range over like d hide boots which are like plus eight or plus nine or something yeah exactly like it's literally no difference it's just the fact that rangers do take a long time to get which just makes their prices up there yeah, just a supply thing, I guess. Yeah. And also just the esteemed name of Ranger Boots, I guess. And they people uh, Ranger Boots. Ranger Boots themselves look fucking phenomenal. They look so good. I love those. Yeah, kind of true. They're super basic, but they're beautiful in their simplicity, I guess. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> but what do you think of... Di- so what do they do in RS3 with dyes? I've heard about... Th- I've never played RS3, but I've I have heard no idea. Things. Okay. I've only played mid-game. Okay. And then that even I've just stood at divination pools. It's the only thing I've been doing. Uh, I guess like the, I know the dies are like over bills on RS three, but RS three is also more a fashion escape oriented game. I think in general, like people pay money to look rich when they're just wearing bronze armor because you can just overlay anything over any armor. I think on that game, I'm pretty sure. So you can yeah, that's look weird. rich. <laughs> That's weird. At least with this suggestion, you have to grind something to get it, I guess. So that's flex on its own. I'm trying to think. Okay, so best in slot melee armor is now Torva. What? And there and there is no like challenge mode next or anything as as of right now. Let's say we yeah. Let's say it's like a a a dark red and black die from Monster Clues, and it only works on Torva. And I mean, I think it look really dope. Does it have a place in clues? It, it has a place in clues more than Nex, I would say. Yeah, no, I would say, I, I would say, like, okay, don't, you know, don't add to raids gear. But for Nex, I can, I can definitely see some Torva kits coming out uh, through clues scrolls. Maybe masters, or maybe even masters and elites, but make it from elites slightly more rare. 
just so elites I mean, have yeah. some sort of fucking purpose. The gold sword ornament kits are already in monster clues. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's a uh, that's a good shout. Yeah, I got one from a lucky imp, by the way. It's apparently one in sixteen thousand. <laughs> a Bando's gold sword ornament kit from a lucky imp. That's like what we call in my stream trails luck. Like I got an. I've rolled rare drop table five, mega rare drop table five times, and only got one gilded blade body, and the rest was potions and battle staves. Ugh. And then I get a one in sixteen thousand from a lucky imp. That's dude, <laughs> super... I've, I think I've had the battle staves three times from elites, and yes, every same. single time I miss it. And then somebody has to call it out, like, dude, you just got a hundred battle staves. I'm like, you just like don't, you're not looking at that, you know? Like it's different yeah, when it's like... potions, but it's like battle staves, like yeah. you miss it. I do it. You also got herbs, like a certain amount of, like a very specific amount of herbs that's mega rare drop table. Yeah, it's like 30 torstoles or, or like yeah. 50 torstoles or something like that. Yeah, I've had that and completely missed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Have I you ever had a cabbage? Um, that, I or don't like three cabbages? So. Is it? I don't know. It's like yeah, super I think it's one to three thing. or something. I don't think so. I'm I'm still waiting for the day I get third age, man. That's gonna be Dude. a beautiful day. I was super excited about my gilded blade, but it's probably one of the best gilded items. Yeah, the but... gil gilded chain's the best. I'd recently got that as my fair, latest fair. piece. But you've got like billions of gilded. Right? How many do I have? Let me look at my collection log. I've looked at that collection log and I saw just a bunch of dupe gilded, and I was already pissed. <laughs> so crazy thing. Okay, let me just count it. One, two, three, four. I actually do have the plate legs. So five, six, seven, nice. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen gilded pieces. Wow. Jesus. And uh only f well, four of them are dupes, so twelve unique. <laughs> yeah, that's unreal. And and three and how many age. How many hard clues? Uh we I've done forty four, thirty three hard clues. Okay. And 1,458 That's elites. More than my entire clue count. <laughs> yeah. I, I would pr I go pretty hard on clues when I'm in, like, the mood for them. Uh, and I've yeah, also... I, I, saw... I, I think part of the reason I am so obsessed with clues is because my luck is just on point when it, when it comes mm. to, like, those mega rares. And I even have a Bloodhound of... early. It was one of the first streams I watched of you when you were just camping those wildy green dragons. Yes! Doing a oh. shitload of clues. Those are some good times. Man. I recently hit 600 hard. Thumbs up. Let's fucking and, go. Uh, four I... mega rare rolls and three potions. For a clue scroll only, Iron Man, I mean, that, that's, pretty, yeah. that's pretty big, I think. Um, yeah, there's going to be... A day, I think when... So my series ends when I get every single monster clue requirement, and I need to get the clue scroll to be able to grind it, right? So... I'm still looking for one item, actually, which is the Zamorak Gold Sword. If I get the Zamorak Gold Sword Master Step, so I first have to grind that before I can grind the Zamorak Gold Sword. When I've done that, and also the Bryophytus Essence, but that's a whole other story. Um, when I get that step and I finally get the Zamorak Gold Sword, and I can do that step, then my account is kind of finished. So after that, I'm thinking of making some kind of Clue Scroll Completionist series where I'm literally just banging out clues the same way you do yeah try and get some i don't know best in slots or something just to grind clues faster and then just do massive openings and then go in for that bloodhound dude i really want them to come out with some new clue metas for iron men i feel like we've been in this certain state for so long 
it's like mediums is puro puro has been for like seven years now mm -hmm. uh hards is jellies it's been that way since catacombs ever came out that's just the fastest way to get them um mm -hmm. and elites it's seracnus i mean seracnus technically is hards as well and masters yeah it's just like and seracnus has been out for over three years now like can we get some change really up? yeah Holy over crap. three years <laughs> Because I was about to say Seracnus, that's relatively new, but never mind. Yeah, over three years now. And I'm just like, can we just get some new, like, metas for clues? Like, just switch things up? I think after three years, especially after seven years. Dude, I get so butthurt that Piro Piro is still the meta. Oh, listen to this idea. What do you think? I've and already you, heard it. You I already think. heard it, right? <laughs> that, the, <laughs> I'm going to get the hoodie thing. Up. Yes, yes. Just get yeah, rid of the go. fucking hay in Piro Piro. As long as you have... Uh, the elite lumbridge diary mm -hmm. i said this i said it on stream today because i agree with it that much yes makes a lot of sense so another layer of pure pure lumbridge elite diary no wheat no wheat you just run around freely you're not getting a headache from just pushing through wheat and having the fucking implings run everywhere like dude that that would solve it honestly you could just keep the meta pure pure because then that would actually be like enjoyable just running mm -hmm. around freely oh my god i can't even imagine I don't know if you've ever like entered Puro Puro much with the crop fields when you get the farmer's affinity bonus. Yeah, yes, I, I do that actually occasionally. When I'm stacking up eclectics for like an hour, I'll usually just find the the wheat field like twice and get the half hour. Yeah. It is nice. I think it is. They can worth do it with like a little a, a more time. They can add do that for an hour. Just it's do it until you log out. Now. Just fucking do it for Legit. six hours. <laughs> <laughs> or just do it permantly uh, until like, you let me get just... it permanently man yeah true yeah or like a potion that gives you farmer's affinity yeah. <laughs> or know. just get rid of the wheat fields yeah, yeah. or just make the farmer's <laughs> affinity pushing through it you know what just the standard i, I might have said it on the hootie cast but what if you had to also have like 99 fire making to burn down the wheat oh so, yeah, yeah yeah so fire making now has a point and Lumbridge Elite now has a point to do it, and, you know, just burning the whole fucking place down would be kind of fun as well. Or, like, yeah, a quest that you need 90 fire making for, and then it burns the entire thing down on the quest. Yes. Cool little cutscene. Yes, yes, yes. Down. Fairy Tales Part 3. Let's go. What do you think of a Clue Scroll Guild? Oof. Have you ever thought of that? Do you have any ideas I for it? If you thought I recently got linked, uh, I think Tedious linked it to me. For, uh, someone made a system where um, it was about stackable clues and stuff, but where the Watson, the whole Watson ranking system is like kind of scuffed with the amount of clues. Um, oh yeah, it's hella scuffed. It makes no fucking sense. It's just you can do uh, ten thousand beginner clues and be, or the four thousand beginner clues and be the highest rank or something, right? Yeah, like it's like legend or something. Yeah. Yeah, he made some some points so every clue has a point and then you have to have like a beginner gives one easy gives two etc and then you have to have a certain amount of points to get that rank so that would work in like some kind of clue guild i think it's cool i really want to see like a clue scroll guild um who knows maybe it could even be like well my initial suggestion was to have it in varlamore which is like the new place mm -hmm. that is going to be like connected south to zaya um, that would be kind of cool, but it could also just be like close to Watson's house or something like that. But in his basement, yeah, just a fucking little trap door leading down. It's a little trap door is keeping people doing clues. Yeah, holy shit, just dark 
Watson's dark, man. No. Um, yes. So, but one thing I was really thinking is, like, even having a place... Because, like, you know how the Legends Guild has, uh, like, a trapdoor leading to, like, a dungeon with, like, certain monsters? Mm-hmm. It's, like, really shitty. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be kind of cool. And same with uh, Heroes Guild, actually. They, they also have that, like, little dungeon. Um, actually, doesn't it only have those little blue dragons, I think? Anyway. The something, Heroes Guild does, yeah. Something like that where there's a little dungeon in the... He- wherever the Clue Scroll Guild would be, there's a little dungeon that has, like, super big clue rates. Like, the, the clue rates are just on fire. But you need to get access to the trap door. So that access comes from completing clue scrolls and maybe getting, like, stackable keys. So every time you can, like, go down there, you know, you have a certain amount of time. Bug. Also, yeah. I, what are your thoughts on stackable clues? Because I honestly think, <laughs> I and I, I'll hear you out in a sec, but I think the community is really wanting it because of leagues. And I honestly mm-hmm. think that the next Clue Scroll expansion will probably have some form of stackable clues. I 100% agree. Um, I think if they pull it now, it'll pass. Um, and I used to be really, really against it mm-hmm. uh, because it like kind of goes ahead of the integrity of clues. I was like being a little bit of a Clue Scroll elitist. Yep. Where it's like you're doing your gargoyle task. You get a hard clue. And you got to kind of make a decision. Am I going to be efficient and keep doing my Slayer task? Or am I going to have this little gambling session with this clue scroll maybe i get lucky maybe not and that's the nice thing about clue scrolls it's a distraction and diversion at the end of the day and you have to quit what you're doing to do the clue scroll and if it's stackable then you could just keep it's it's kind of this efficiency scape thing that is already way too much into the game that we don't necessarily need but very selfishly it would be so good for content man i could just stack clue scrolls afk the entire day and then go on stream and just do about 200 hard clues in one go it'd be so nice yeah now i think so i would yeah. <laughs> want it to a certain degree i think but yeah the, the more time that passes i'm just kind of like accepting it mainly because i don't want to be that guy that just gets really butthurt when it inevitably does pass <laughs> you know that was me just being that one guy that's like the clue scroll person that's like elitist prick that doesn't want people to have fun the thing that really bothers me about it though is this idea of like okay i'm gonna go stack up some easy clues so now i'm going to spam click on ham members for the next <laughs> six hours and just build yeah. up a bunch it's like it's so boring it's like it's so yeah it's too easy or something. And, yeah know. it's it's also just too easy it kind of it, it makes i don't know it blends the line i know mains already kind of have this with implings where you just go to the bank spam open some implings got another clue um mm-hmm. i mean going to jellies for example i would just literally sit at jellies forever until i just get like 50 hard clues like that sounds just like yeah it does sound fun in a way but it's like that's kind of against clue scrolls but i'm trying to just accept the fact that people want it and i don't want to just you know i don't know it's a weird i'm in the exact same boat i think it's just hard to say it'll also like clue scrolls are also already pretty worthless to do in terms of money and then it'll devalue it even more i don't know how much impact it'll have on the economy but at least a little bit yeah i I think like a good i'd want it i think a good balance this is my opinion is instead of clue scrolls being stacked you they still have an independent placeholder so like you 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 could have as many clues as you want but they can't ever stack so when you like put them in your bank they don't stack and if you're in if they're in your inventory they can't stack so then it's like 
then there really is like uh kind of like a pros and cons thing. Like, okay like i want to get like five or something and then have all five in my inventory and go and if you have a fucking wilderness step and you lose all five clues like that sucks for you but yeah Ooh. you can also yeah, i don't know use that clue guild or something where if you get a certain amount of points you can stack one clue if you get a certain above yeah like if you're yep. legendary you get three clues that you can stack and that being said though i think monster clues should be stackable yeah Period. no they need stackable master tokens that's what they yeah. need agreed that's what they need and to be honest what whatever jagex comes out with with the new close scroll expansion which i'm guessing might come out in 2023 uh oh really i, I honestly think so hmm. i think they're gonna come out with a new close scroll expansion. i mean it'll have been four years since the last close scroll expansion um mm -hmm, true so I think it's appropriate, and I honestly, if they did come out with some sort of clue scroll guild and some stackable variants or something, honestly, I would be totally down. It do I don't even really care anymore if it it's totally stackable. <laughs> I, I just want something fresh and new for clue scrolls. That's what I want. I agree. So okay. Longbows asks, if you could add an item into the game that comes from a clue scroll milestone, for example, a thousand easy clues to unlock devil horns, what would the milestone milestone be, and what would the item be? Uh, whew. A key that gives you access to a stable world. How about that? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that, there's a me, there's a super 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 one in a hundred million chance of fixing the servers entirely but you, like somebody has to complete that one clue scroll and all yeah, certificate are yeah. that'd be great yeah no um i don't know is there anything i still want from clue scrolls i mean the bloodhound pet is so i'm so happy that there is a clue pet man that's just really cool um, is it a, mi oh, a milestone reward? I think we have a milestone reward for anything. What would the milestone reward be so, for a Grandmaster Clue? Listen, here, here's my idea. Oh, you got one, okay. So, my idea is a... <sighs> yeah, pe people might hate me. I think this is an RS3 thing, but I really want a tool belt. I want it. Mm. I want a tool belt now. <laughs> Risky. Now. So, the tool belt, though, would come from completing 600 beginners 500 easies 400 mediums 300 hards 200 all of them yeah. masters. Okay. you have to do all of those milestones and then you unlock the the tool belt and the tool belt would have a spade a chisel a knife a saw like all the shit you need basically like all the like crappy little tools hammer all that stuff would go mm -hmm. into this little thing um so and there would obviously be some options so you could just like uh I, I don't really know how it would work. I don't really even want to talk about it because Jagex would have to figure that shit out. <laughs> but I want a tool belt, man, and I want it to go in the blessing slot too. Like, that would be really cool oh, as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. I was thinking it was just going to sit in your inventory and just going to hold everything and you still have to take it out just like the tackle box or something. But mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of tough because, like, I don't know how, how exactly it would all work out. But I think that would just be a super impactful. It's not necessary because we're already not using a tool belt and we're all fine without it. But, like, if, if it was added, that would definitely be a huge incentive to go do some clue scrolls. And I think yeah. it would be really nice to just carry around with you. It's an extra nice endgame thing for Max to count to do, I guess. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, the other thing that would be cool is if... um. I don't know. Like maybe like your bloodhound could like act as uh, your shovel. 
could also do just a milestone reward with the, with the same milestones that you said, and then have a bloodhound dust that turns into a mimic. But as you that said, need, yeah, that that's just that has to be a thing. I don't know why it isn't already. Like it, it already drops a mahogany plank. Just have a chance of dropping dust. True. There, there is a mimic pet. The clue scroll pet in RS3 is a mimic, I think. Really? So yeah, I'll look it up. But um, they have a mimic the same way as Ulceres has a mimic boss. Runescape three has one, and I think it has a pet, or it is their bloodhound pet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Should not comments, but uh, it looks sick on RS3. I'm actually sure that th that there is a mimic pet in RS3, and that's maybe the reason why if they start pulling, <laughs> I, I got a link to you, another disgusting Google link. But if they pull it, then people are gonna be like, <laughs> "Mimic pet, that's in RS3." Downvote it. Damn, I did not know that. That so, what does it do? How does it follow you? Does it fucking like wobble? I think it wobbles. Yeah, I think it's got a tongue and everything, like the mimic. It's closed on that picture, though. But. The OSRS mimic like actually has like some fucking octopus tentacles and shit. Yeah, it looks this, sick. This one just looks like a chest, <laughs> just just sitting there. Interesting. The mimic is a good, is a cool boss. I, I however, cool. I am really bad at gameplay in small areas. Mm. I get, <laughs> I I mess up. Yeah, well, like with old and stuff, you got all the place you want to move. But with the mimic, I'm constantly running into that guy, even though it's really not that difficult. Dude, I mean, you with your mags gear is just like a 12 second kill. Yeah, I I'm got still a tridenting and kiting around the room. Dude, I got a uh, a um, what's it called? Shadow of Tumakin, uh, oh. like two days ago or something. So you know how like mage is super good against mimic. I'm so fucking mm -hmm. pumped to use that shadow against the mimic whenever I get it. Is it going to be better than the double claw and then probably great X? I mean, you'd record, probably right? still double claw and then just go into your shadow. But like, it's yeah. it's so unnecessary because the fight literally takes fifteen seconds. But it's so <laughs> like, dude, that shadow is fucking <laughs> busted, man. It is yeah, so good. It is so good. You could also spoon like on a somewhat early game account. You could get carried or carried to it, and it's a beautiful leveling thing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine doing your first Zolra with that. Bro, I was I was doing some Zolra with it. And first of all, there's a problem. Can we just fucking take a... Can we get rid of the damage cap just everywhere? Oh, yeah, that's right. There, there, that is a thing. Why is there still a damage cap? Just get rid of that shit. Who cares if we can kill Zolra in 40 seconds rather than like a minute on average like with a Tebow? I guess... Because Tebow was the reason they got the the, the damage yeah. cap. Because Tebow was just just I remember that. demolishing it. But it's like, dude, that's the point of a Tebow. Zora is like so old now. Who cares if people do it faster? I don't know. That's I, my opinion. I guess it's just the economy. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't know. I just hate damage we've caps. Been, we've been playing stupid. Iron Man for too long. I think. Yeah, I recently maybe. made a, a new main account for one video because I wanted to see. Like the idea was, I bombed it up. And on the fresh account, can I make that bomb back before it runs out? Like Ooh, a bit okay. of a ca casual video. Made me realize the price of things, man. The shit I drop on my Iron Man, where I was like, on that account, I was like, dude, I would have loved to have like that 200k stupid item that I dropped. Like, for example, when you're killing Sire, you get these amulets of uh, chemistry or whatever they're called. Oh, binding necklaces. A binding necklaces, yep. yeah. I've got, uh, I had like a thousand of those and they're worth 
pretty like a good amount. Yeah. And I always just drop them. <laughs> Shit. They make you realize how much stuff is worth, I guess. Yeah. No, it it really is weird. Like the the progression of playing an Iron Man account. Initially, you pick up every single thing on the ground. And then over time, you stop caring about the 5K drops, the 10K drops, the 15K drops. And now it's like, at this point, it's like, even if I see a drop, it's like 40K on the ground. I'm like, eh, should I grab it? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. I think exactly. I've gotten, gotten to a point where it's like, do I need this? Ugh, I'm kind of lazy. I mean, I fucking you it. probably have the same thing where I don't know. I don't elk any of my clue items anymore. I'm just opening it in the bank, spamming. They drop it under me. I'm not picking them in, uh, up anymore. I'm just opening a crap load of medium clues, leaving all the Lovakinch banners and stuff on the ground. I actually dumped and, everything into my POH now, but that's because I haven't upgraded. Like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm not going to spend the time doing that. And it's like the searching thing. Yeah. It no, ages. It's, it's, it's a little tedious, but if you just do it every so often with your openings and just like grab all the clue items on and just shove them into your POH. It takes like uh, two or three trips. Not that bad. True. I'm just beyond lazy sometimes. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, hey, giveaway for the stream. Boys, Falador World 360. I'll just open 200 medium clues, drop everything on the floor. Yeah. That's that's more fun. As long as you're doing it like live, that's then you get the community involved and stuff. That's kind of fun. I also don't really, I don't know if you have this, but I don't really have that rush for Ranger Boots anymore. It's like, eh. Yeah. It's always nice. I mean, it's but it's more exciting because you see a bunch of pogs in the chat than the ranger boosts themselves. Mm, yeah, dude, the, even, the money just has no value to me. Yeah, I don't know what I'm it is. Iron Man. Like, it feels like um, I haven't had a super super crazy item that I've wanted for a while. I think the last one I really mm. wanted was um, maybe the an mace. arcane or maybe the mace. I mean, definitely the mace was the biggest, and then I think the arcane spirit shield was like the last sort of thing i really had like a huge drive for because like even getting the shadow of tumakin which is like i think it's like 1.6 bill yeah, or something like i just got it and i was like oh like we got that like i, I didn't even <laughs> really like it didn't even like hit me any differently i was like yeah i mean i was off stream and i had like just woken up it was literally my first uh, raid of the morning but i'm just like i don't know i kind of miss that like really really good feeling of grinding for something that you desperately want yeah, that's the beautiful thing is about League is that you constantly get those hits. That's true. I, uh, there's something about it ending, though, that I just can't get that true dopamine, I think. Yeah, it's it, for me now, it's more like, okay, I've, I've tried uploading daily League videos on the previous League, and I hired an editor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the videos didn't do that well because, I mean, there's solo mission doing Leagues, and he's rank one all the time, and yep. Ditter Bitter was actually killing it. Yep. If you're not in the top... If you're not, if you can't put I'm rank one in your title every single day, yeah, then people like are cares. not gonna watch you because there's too many people doing it. Yep. So at the end of the day, the editor ended up costing me more than the videos were making, which right. was a, a nice try, but it's all right. Yeah. And uh, so next league, I'm just gonna play for fun, try and find some clue-ish ways to play the league. Maybe do only bosses with clue scroll items or something crazy. I'm not gonna compete anymore because that's the thing with league you gotta see if this is your job same with you probably one of the reasons why you're maybe not playing is it's it's intrusive to other content because you can't really at least for me it doesn't work so i can't make content for it mm -hmm. it's fun for one stream or two streams but then everyone's just gonna watch the top dog so some people are just really happy that someone's not doing league yeah 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 that's kind of how i, I was 
my plan for Shattered Relics was to make a video every day, just play, mm -hmm. and then at the end of like every night, just upload whatever I have, just get the clips. Find Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And the audio segments and just fucking like put a video together they were kind of fun the the first two were really fun the third one i was like okay like i'm kind of getting bored of this now so she goes like yeah again like what you said like the video is just there's people like solo mission going fucking crazy hard and like theory crafting everything and like just playing 20 hours a day and i'm like here like not even my first ever experience with a league had no theory crafting refused to quest i was like yeah this is not going as well as i'd hoped that's the fun thing for me about League. Like, I made some theory crafting videos and they did really well. I'm looking at, like, the videos and I did a three-hour, just a little bit of, not really cut up, but I did a five-hour live stream. I cut it up to three hours, put that on YouTube, and it's got 22,000 views. It's just Jesus. me theory crafting what I'm going to do for the first day of the League. Got, like, a couple videos where I'm just explaining what the League is going to be, and those got 30,000 views, so... I love the theory crafting, but I don't think I'm going to be playing next year, which is going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll make those videos just to help out other people, I guess, because I love, I just love that aspect of it and not necessarily the plan. Yeah. So it, the it's, it's, it's because what you say, like you can't even just enjoy it as a content creator because you have to just fucking go Stick hard or else it's not going to pop off. You got to be ranked you know, one. You what gotta... I did on Trailblazer is, yeah, you're right. What I did on Trailblazer was I made, um, I was ranked. 17 around there for like the entire the first three weeks because i was i had such a good plan also people didn't really know how to play a league yet because people came out of twisted league or didn't play twisted league so it was their first league so it was a little easier to compete on trailblazer mm -hmm. but i had a plan for the first two days i finished that within the first six hours i think so it was going so hard and then i did an afk task put notepad plus plus open and then made a new plan and then followed that step by step the next day. Plan was done. Get to woodcutting 75 magic logs or something was in a task. And then I'd make the next plan. And then that for three weeks, right? It's uh, to me, that's enjoyable, but not if you're just leaving, like you're abandoning your YouTube channel or whatever yeah, for it. Yeah. I gotta say, I mean, solo i mean i've given enough credit to solo mission but he is a never fucking never enough beast. credit dude he is such the best a, player in the game he is Legit. so good like he's he's a phenomenal content creator and somehow him out of people that are not content creators can still maintain rank one for a while on like leagues and shit and just like anything that comes out he's like 
always ahead of the game, always mm. in a good mood, always. It doesn't make sense. It. It, it's weird. You know what pisses me off? <laughs> he ma- he makes like. Uh, f- for reference, in Trailblazer League, I was doing that whole plan thing, and he had somewhat the same plan, so I ran into him, and it was always like a couple total levels above me, and I had no idea how he was doing that. And the thing that pisses me off is then when you watch his video, he's so casual about it. I just like, know. It I looks like he's it. barely doing anything. Point. It's just like, oh, oh, I didn't make a plan. Uh, I'm just going. It's like, dude, no, man. There's no way you're just pulling. Like, it's, you're not pulling this out of your ass. You you have a plan. You're not freestyling this shit. There's no way. I'm sitting here with a notepad of like 15 pages, and you're just saying you're freestyling the entire thing. No shot. Oh my god, dude. But by- yeah, he's, he's god. Oh yeah, he 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 deserves what like he's he's gotten from uh, his YouTube channel. Did you Who's see, that? by the way, the new crack the clue? Uh, yeah, that's I'm gonna out make videos whoops. on that. I'm excited, Bruh. I've never followed the other two. I don't know if you did. No, I didn't really. Mainly because Wooks was gonna solve it, but now Wooks is the one that created <laughs> it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh but shit. But did you see Matt K responded to it? So the creator of the other two yeah, is like yeah, yeah. challenge accepted. So he's gonna help us. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It's like Battle of the Titans. I'm just gonna not partic- I'm just gonna watch it like help out with some of the rs knowledge of like places in game that i know but i'm mm. gonna just try and compile it and throw it on my youtube channel and explain it to people that don't like participate that that's a great idea for a video i mean i i'm interested in just seeing the theory crafting watching wooks's streams years ago of him trying to solve Dude. shit and like having that program up where he's like high <laughs> yeah. like transparency like with the clues overlapping in different angles i'm like what the fuck like it's See, awesome but- that scares me though, because that means like a casual person can probably not solve it. You need like his programming oh, yeah. uh, skills almost, which is unfortunate, kind of. Because, yeah. but otherwise, it would be solved too quickly. So I get it. Yeah, it's got to be something but, crazy. But but it's just sitting on the sidelines and watching the professionals do it, kind of. Yeah, and I think that's honestly the best way to go about it is making it so difficult where you where one singular individual couldn't solve it. It would have yeah. to be done through steps and steps of people getting little steps, like oh, this is it. And this is it. This is it. It's like, it's like a whole community is involved. True. The nice thing about it is also like it can be as absurd as you want it to be. Because I watched the, I don't know if you watched the RS Will Miss It video where he dissected the previous one. Mm. It's called, uh, it took one year for the, or 10 months for the OSRS community to solve this clue or something like that. And it goes into the nitty gritty of how it was discovered. And it could be so outlandish sometimes but it makes like you can just brainstorm and it could just be right on it yeah but it's, it's so out of the box sometimes i love that yeah i'm I'm excited i love shit like that gets me i wanted to organize one for my uh clan for ages now but i haven't gotten around to doing that mm. okay i love this question by zout God. he asks if you could fight any runescape npc monster in real life who would who or what would it be and why would it be hellhounds <laughs> oh man fuck hellhounds dude is that because it killed you or cerberus on every single you? account <laughs> on every single account my only trails i don't know if you watched the early youtube videos but my second ep- i was hardcore for the first episode on the second episode i died to a hellhound i lost my hardcore status <laughs> Because I was walking in the wilderness picking up steel plate buddies and I walked past hellhounds and oh, died. God. And then on my hardcore, I died a bigger hellhound, Cerberus. So it's like kind of the running joke that now that I'm making a new hardcore um, or whatever account I make, they're like, I was going to die to a hellhound anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think 
so to answer this question, like I'm like really thinking. I I this is mm. gonna be kind of graphic, a little bit disturbing to my listeners. The gnome so. child. No, 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 no. It is whipping with an abyssal whip a bloodveld. Can you imagine in real life just just whipping this fuck? Imagine even worse, an abyssal tentacle. Is this, this kinky or no, no, no? This thing is just like horribly graphic. You are killing this just fat pink blob of flesh and you're just whipping it to fucking death like can you imagine the smell and just the fucking fluid that every single whip strike before you just fucking murder like dude imagine the slayer tower when you go down in that basement imagine if this was like real good graphic game you know like if you're killing a fucking blood with that like snake tongue it has that has got to just be the most horrific sight and smell and just experience of just being down in that fucking basement. Oh, my God. Yeah, so if I'd want to kill something, I, th- I think it would just be that, just to, like, have that. Uh, I've linked you the RS3 Bloodveld. <laughs> but, uh, so you you're, you want to whip a God. dummy thick NPC. I see how it is. Dear God. No, I, okay, so look at this. So if, if anybody's listening <laughs> on YouTube or watching, look at this little pink guy. Imagine whipping, imagine this was a real fucking thing and you're just whipping it to death. Like, that would be just fucking horrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like Zuhar could make some uh, erotica from that, what you just said. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be Um, be horrifying. I'm I'm thinking of something equally epic now, bro. Okay. Um, Because I can see, yeah, whipping, going to have to, like, fucking fat and blood oh just yeah just going over horrible horrifying yeah 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 jaw type stuff yeah um could fight any npc monster in real life man i can't think with these questions if i haven't prepared them i'm really bad at this stuff i'm bad at improvising <laughs> and i'm stalling which is you know what would be actually kind of cool as well is like fasani's nightmare mainly because you can't take any damn well you take like a tiny little bit here and there but it's like basically, if you're flawless, you take no damage. Like that would be a kind of cool fight in real life. Just like Fosani would be wow. That would be the scariest thing ever, bro. If that was terrifying. real life, holy! That boss is creepy, bro. That, oh that's yeah, it's dark. so well made. Yeah, is it psychopathic if I say like the most humane NPC that you can find? Top of my mind, imagine, dude. You know what's really like? I don't really like attacking Gertrude, man. Fuck Gertrude, man. Gertrude? I'll be, I'll, the cat I'll lady? Gir- I'll whip Gertrude. The cat lady. The cat lady. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Can't even attack her. <laughs> Yet. Like... <laughs> there will be a rat You know what? Actually, too. actually, I, I, you brought up a good point. Charlie the Tramp. He needs an attack option. Oh, he needs true. an attack option, man. How did I not think yeah, of how that? How did yeah. neither of us think of that first? Charlie to try and get if you could, out if we could here. just have an Dude. attack option and just get the next clue step like that would just be so nice I think the biggest problem though is you know how many sh- iron daggers and trout we've supplied that guy you know that guy's got an underground army of tramps just if you touch him Dude, that... you're gonna find through like all the people that got iron daggers from all the iron daggers Charlie's ever gotten from anyone dude fuck Charlie the tramp <laughs> Fuck Would you guy. rather fight one elephant-sized Charlie the Tramp or a thousand, a thousand mouse-sized, a thousand Charlie, Charlie the Tramp-sized elephants? What the fuck? Uh, 
Uh, and when, yeah. Whenever any of those questions are asked, it's always the thousand of the smaller variant. Yeah, there was this this podcast I recently watched, which was it, it tickled me so good. Um, it was, would you fight a chicken to get into your car every single day, or would you fight a lion in an open field every year? And they asked this what to two. Fuck? two of course, two a girls. chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they asked this two girls, and they're like arguing this. I'll fight a lion. You know how. annoying it is to get a chicken out of your car the guy was like you're gonna die dude how are you not going for the chicken yeah that's that's psychotic i guess in those like um theoretical you know just random questions you you really just should say the most jarring answer just to like piss people off because if i were to say the line and just be dead serious about it like it's just like baiting people you know so I could yeah. I could definitely see just choose the line because it's not actually real. But <laughs> holy, like, dude, duh. dude, there's like a new movie coming out with uh, where did I see? It? I saw it in the theaters. It was like a preview of like who is is it the who is it who's the actor? I don't know. It's like some family or something that goes out to Africa and there's like this fucking evil lion that's just like terrorizing this village. I don't know. It looks kind of hmm, bad, I'm, looking, I'm actually looking for new movies so if you find the name of that <laughs> i i don't know if it's gonna be good but i just like it just brought it up because lions are fucking horrifying like dude that has got to be yeah it's true dude yeah i mean there's no like it's mildly inconveniencing to remove a chicken from your car but finding a lot like dude. you're not gonna live there is no shot dude if it's, if it's aggressive oh yeah no, no you would die 100 um there Okay, so my little brother apparently looked up something, uh, and he asked me, he's like, what would win, a gorilla or a bear? Let me ask you, what do you think would win? Like a full-size a gorilla. gorilla or, a f- like, a, a, like, a black bear or, like, a grizzly bear or whatever? Hmm. I think a gorilla is no. a little smarter. No, 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 the bear. The bear fucks the gorilla up. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's just a weight. It's just a weight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, um... If a gorilla was a little smarter, maybe, but yeah. It would have to be really smart. Like, it would have to be able to, like, make weapons and shit. Um, I mean, or just move out of the way. Yeah, I mean, I (laughs) could definitely... How fast is a bear? If it was, like, a small little arena where it's, like, a literal fight to the death, yeah, a bear would win, like, every single time. Yeah, yeah, true. They are just so incredibly big and massive and heavy. Like, they can just break a fucking gorilla's back. Just... Um, Yeah, fair. But, dude, when you think of, like, a gorilla or, like, a chimp, just, like, those things are fucking terrifying, man. Those are scary. Yeah, dude. Holy. Hella terrifying. Have you seen, like, pictures of gorillas with, like, their mouth open? They've oh, got... my God. It's so terrifying, man. You know what would surprise me on that topic? We all, all think of, like, koalas are, like, super cute and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you talk to people from Australia, and they're like, dude, they are... They have a name for it. I don't know what it was. It was, like, dirt pigeons or something. I don't know what it was, but... They are like terrifying. There, they fall out of trees and they attack you. They're super aggressive. Apparently, my own my whole image of koalas were just, like gone. Dude, have you ever have you ever heard of a langur monkey? No, sounds awful. So no, 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 it's not awful. But um, <laughs> they look like 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 they have human they have human eyes. Um, let me like. Jesus. This is... Oh yeah. You ever oh, seen I know before? what we call them in, in in Dutch. Yeah. What what do you call them? I think they're called doodskop apjes. 
I'm gonna show this. So this is not really a great picture of it because it's like in daytime, but like uh, there's like certain videos of these monkeys that like their face looks very humanish. Um, like their eyes, it's like uh, um, uncanny. It, it really yeah. is. And and apparently they like avoid humans. Um, like they just like ref- I don't know. It's like really hard to like find them in the wild because they just try to avoid humans at all t- at all cost. Uh, some theories about that probably yeah it's just like oh wow i just saw it yeah did you see like a video of it god there's like a video on reddit of it of oh actually let me just oh dude this is weird wait can you see this link is it gonna open the yeah it's gonna open the one i think oh yeah yeah, i've got here let me uh i think i might have found it myself oh yeah me marmoset this Dude, that's weird, man. Dude, it looks like it's contemplating life. Yeah, it looks so smart. <laughs> it just looks like a normal, like, human that's wearing, like, a mask or something. It's <laughs> it's, it's like weird, man. It is, it's it's strange. I don't know why I even brought that. Oh, it's probably just because of the monkey thing, but. I was wondering, have you ever been to, this, uh, to the movies alone? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I hear people talking about it, it's so liberating and you feel so free and I kind of want to try it. Yeah, but I don't I've never know. gone to the movies alone. It's always been with like my brother or like friends or something. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, don't, I have this weird I, I don't know brain I, thing. I don't know if I would like that. I just feel like I'd be like kind of like uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I, know, I, I know. I like watching movies and going to the movies. I don't know. Yeah. I can understand that it's mega relaxing. The thing with my mind is that I feel like I always want to be doing something. And if I'm in the movies for like two hours alone, I feel like I could be just watching it at home and playing RuneScape on the side to yeah. level my account. Yeah, or just kind of like lounging <clears throat> more. So it really depends on the movie theater. There's, um, I used to live in Baltimore, Maryland, and um, they have a lot of Dolby theaters, which are like these... Uh, just like the nicest theaters of all time like double decker uh, there's like an upper floor and a lower floor and every single person has like a huge ass massage recliner pretty much what and with Damn. like just massive and you have so much space like you how you expensive can be- is it it's like not even that much more it's like a few dollars more than like a normal theater um mm. cost and it's it's only for like the newer movies and stuff it's always just for like the absolute like brand new movies that come out but dude those theaters are so fucking comfortable and you can just totally relax and lean back and just like lie down pretty much and just chill. But if you're in like a shitty theater where you have to like sit up and the theater's packed and you're alone, that would be not fun. I don't like that. Yeah, well, that's, that. that's a fair answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We have a pretty chill cinema and I've just been looking around for movies. See if I can give it a shot. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> Oh, that's such a or like bad favorite question. movies, <laughs> like just like a few that you like have really like you love. You know, my, just so I can get my, your taste. I don't know, man. My the thing is, I love watching just a bunch of horror movies. There was a time where, when I still lived with my dad, with my stepbrother, we every single night um, went downstairs when my dad was done watching the TV. We'd put on a random Netflix horror movie or any horror movie for that matter, and we just. I got a glass of wine. We just watched a horror movie every single day for like two to three months straight. Jesus, that's sick. Um, so my favorite horror movie is The Conjuring 2, but, or Annabelle Creed. No, one of the Annabelles. I don't know which one it is. But the mm. first remaster. In terms of best movie, 
My dad used to put on like absolute classics back in the day, but I never really remembered the name of them. Mm. I watched Rocky a bunch of times. Oh yeah, Rocky Four, man. Shit, dude, like true, bro. <laughs> Rocky Four, man. Rocky it barely got awesome. any story, but it's so awesome. Dude, the, the training montage is so bro. good. <laughs> bro, it chills. I was sitting there. I could see myself sitting there in my blue jammies, just looking at it like biting the top of my jam because i was so excited oh yeah man dude. and then when the, when the, it called mac happens i'm not gonna spoil anything <laughs> but dude but you can't really spoil epic. a movie that's like 30 you can plus dude i haven't old. watched titanic and i got spoiled by memes <laughs> <laughs> i know the entire movie just based there, on memes there's got to be some rules where it comes to like spoiling is no longer a thing after this many years or something like the right thing is I don't know. I don't know if you were a big... I think you were a big fan of Lord of the Rings, right? Imagine oh, yeah. someone's watching Lord of the Rings for the very first time. You don't want it to be spoiled for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not your fault if... Like, if you no, if no, you no. knew the person. But if you're just, like, online just fucking talking about something 20 years later, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, fair enough. I just... I was, I was saying it for the meme, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like, for example, my girlfriend has never watched Harry Potter... I'm not. I'm, I was a massive fan. Now I've kind of seen that it's just a cloud of nostalgia. Yeah, it's um, definitely nostalgia. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, wait, did you watch the Will episode? I know you watched Hootie Tooties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the Will yeah. episode. He was shitting on Harry Potter. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yo, I wanna, I wanna bring something back here. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, "Have you watched the first Harry Potter movie? It's so shit." And yeah. I completely disagree because what? I recently watched that with my girlfriend. When every single scene in that movie, when like when did you last ago? watch it? Five there is no way you actually could bear yeah. watching the whole thing. There's yes. no way. No, because I'll tell you why. Okay. Because every single, even though it's like kind of a jumble up and it's it's unprofessional, sure, it yeah. doesn't survive the times, but every Not single scene in that movie makes sense. Every single scene, there is action. The characters get introduced, you know, like it, it's an action-packed movie, bro. Dude, it is for like seven-year-olds, man. That movie sucks. It sucks. Nah, I think the, it's nostalgia the, for you. In theory, the sixth. No, because I, I watched it back some time ago and I thought it was shit. And I watched it again with my girlfriend. And I was like, dude, you know, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. Now I'm going to talk down on my girlfriend. But you said the movie <laughs> was for seven year olds. And I was, while the movie was going, I thought, hey, she's going to understand everything about this oh, movie. God. It makes sense. I'm like, it, yes, I don't have to explain anything. The movie does it for me. That is true. I mean, that the, but it's not to say that makes a good movie. It's uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Shut up, man. Harry Potter's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 bitch. Just, I just, just stop talking about this. <laughs> I, I could talk about it with Will freely, and then I think because of that conversation, now I feel like I can shit on Harry Potter. But I do forget that there are still so many people that like that was their childhood, and me shitting on it is just like uh, I don't disrespect. care, man. I think nostalgia is overrated anyway. Same yeah. with RuneScape elitists, man. Oh give, yeah, give, give me updates. Make it a better MMO. I mean, did you ever watch Avatar: The Last Airbender? Um, like no, cartoon? I was gonna. Well, I've watched it like in bits and bobs because it was a Nickelodeon. But I was thinking of rewatching the entire thing because it's apparently so deep and good. People say that, and like there, uh, there's always another excuse for it. People are like, it's the greatest thing of all time. I never watched it as a kid, so I have no mm -hmm. nostalgia attachment whatsoever. And holy shit, I watched like the first two episodes and I was like, this is the most boring, childish bullshit I've ever seen. And they're like, and then after I announced that, because they said it's the greatest thing from episode one till the end. 
And then as mm-hmm. soon as I said I hated it, they're like, oh, well, it doesn't actually get good until season two. And then I'm oh, like, dude, I dude, hate like, that stop. argument. Like, I hate that I argument. But the, the, the point of the pilot episode is to reel people in. How are you going to say it's going to get good after the 40th? It's the first episode's literal purpose yeah. to be the best episode. And, and, and even if it wasn't, at least if they would have just said, like, hey, just just try to just push through season one or whatever. And then season two, it gets better. But no, they were claiming from the very beginning that it's perfect. And mm. then, you know, and, and so I knew for a fact if I did continue watching season one and then into season two, then they'd be like, well, it doesn't actually get good until season three. So just keep pushing. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. Have you watched Breaking Bad? Yes. Because they say that for Breaking Bad. I couldn't get through the second episode, but that was also like four D- years ago. Dude. So probably give Dude. Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. And Better Call Saul is the greatest television of all time. Well, okay, okay. I can't say that because people, I, I already made that claim and people say I need to watch The Sopranos and I need to watch The Wire. I haven't watched either of those. So they're, they're saying those two shows are actually better than the Breaking Bad universe. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you can push through, man, mm-hmm. maybe it's I'll a little bit boring. But dude, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's also something of just like not... This might be ignorant on my end, but does it does it make sense because it's like an American movie? Like, does it like does it grab your attention? Because like it grabs my attention because everything's very familiar. It's a very mm-hmm. familiar like middle class sort of life, and it just makes sense. Because if like if I were watching a Breaking Bad that was based in like some European country, I probably wouldn't like. I don't know. Hit the same. Yeah, I can't I really speak on that. I feel like. A lot of American environments look the same to me as a European. They're know. the exact same. Dude, every state here, like I've lived in a bunch of different states. Everywhere in America looks the exact same. Really? <laughs> like everywhere. Like oh, maybe, wow. maybe like, okay, well, when I say everywhere looks the exact same, I'm talking like the cities. Um, when you like get California, like California doesn't look like Texas, right? That's my vision. No, but like. Uh, Imagine if like that if, was actually. If, <laughs> if you were to like choose like certain landmarks or certain like iconic cities yeah they're a little bit different but for the most Mm. part if you were to go to a random town or a random just normal sized city they all have the exact same stores the exact same layouts of roads everything like everything kind of just looks the same um Mm. like there's walmarts everywhere there's fucking mcdonald's everywhere like just everything's very basic i don't know but maybe that's just what i've seen i don't know maybe it's i don't know if this is ignorant but maybe you're Europe just has, in terms of different countries, more history on like the buildings and oh, stuff. Because yeah. we oh, have, yeah, there's so every, much. Almost more. every single build. Well, I want to say, yeah, well, in the big cities, a lot of the buildings are look. You're gonna be in a street, and every single house will look different. Yeah, I've never been to Europe, but there is so much art and history, and just so much shit going on there. Where like America's just everything just seems very new. Yeah, it kind of is kind of like boring. Like, just there's no actual, I don't know, heritage to it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, that's always yeah. But going back cool. to Breaking Bad, great show. Yeah. Better Call Saul, even better in my opinion. People say Breaking Bad's better, but I'm watching Peaky. Well, I was watching Peaky Blinders, and I loved it. The problem is, I don't really have much time to watch series because I stream, edit, and go to bed basically, and then yeah. try and find some time for the girlfriend or go out for a drink. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I'm watching a series, I gotta like really pay attention, and I can't really yep. edit a video because I need to listen to my voice and stuff like that. Yep. 
And but like I get really emotionally invested in series to the point where now I'm at Peaky Blinders season three and without spoiling anything, it gets really depressing. So I have to like take a week break off of it. And then it's really difficult for me to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen my brother's seen it. He recommended me and I watched like one. It's episode really of good. It. Yeah, it looks good. I just initially I saw it on on the TV at my brother's, but I, I was like on a very hungover day. I was like, what am I going to watch? And it was Peaky Blinders, but he has already watched it. So I clicked episode one, but it was episode one of season four. Mm. So I watched the entirety That's of awkward. episode one, season four. I was like, uh, am I missing something? Is it just an in-action <laughs> type of first episode? And now I'm re-watching. I'm like, oh, uh, shit, I know who's still alive. God this damn sucks. It. God damn it. <laughs> But yeah. I once you don't have to comment on this because I know there's some people that are gonna rinse you if you give an opinion about this. But Adicon, when we were playing Minecraft once, I was once saying that I'm not a particularly a fan of the um, Marvels Marvel movies or whatever or superhero mm -hmm. movies in general. Yep. Um, just leave my opinion in the middle. But he then replied with, uh, "Yeah, you're just not a movie guy, and that's fine." <laughs> Dude, and it was actually like so rough, but I was like, okay. Dude, mm, superhero movies suck nowadays. <laughs> they suck now. Well, they some suck nowadays. Like, and again, I think they're good action movies, but where they lack depth. Yeah, they lack depth. I mean, okay, and I've already shared my opinion many times on cast of any like, you know, people that listen to a lot of these uh, casts. They probably already know my opinion, but I am a very 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 picky show and movie watcher i'm not just a person that's like oh let's watch a movie i'm i very rarely just choose on my own to go watch something unless it's something's already playing i'll just sit down and relax and just watch but like i need something that's very adult um not like mm -hmm. in a sexual content but ju just like <laughs> I, I need like um really adult themes something that's has crazy twists really graphic really fucking dark at points but like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah they need yeah. the twist i hate family friendly stuff i just hate it because it's so predictable and it's so mm -hmm. boring and you know what's gonna happen and it's like damn like i need something crazy to happen Have you ever watched um those like kind of like more independent films uh one's called brawl and cell 99 no Dude, i think bruh bruh that like movies like that um it was i've got one for you it was kind of the same as game of thrones game of thrones is really good for the first five seasons because every nothing like you you couldn't predict what was going to happen you had no idea main yeah. characters died in the first season you're like what the fuck yeah 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 and uh that's the kind of shit i like so superhero movies oh good guys win i already know what's going to happen usually um it also like you said lacks depth but i will say i did really enjoy some superhero movies i really like the dc kind of stuff like uh what's what's it called um i'm really unfamiliar i'm like i'm not gonna try because i'm gonna have it wrong yeah it's like the I've... kind of like the more dark superhero stuff like the dc stuff not the marvel stuff yeah and then i also like the original spider-man like i thought that was just fantastic but that's again nostalgia based Mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I'm also like looking for. That's coherence. why I'm like leaning into horror now. Yeah, coherence is a crazy. It's like it's a very small movie. I think yeah. What is it? An hour and twenty minutes, and um, it's about this. There's an eclipse of the moon or something like that, 
And when the eclipse is going, the reality splits and like people run into themselves. It's pretty sick. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say more than that, but it's just a fun little think about stuff movie kind of deal. Are you a fan of Christopher Nolan films? Like uh, The Prestige, Inception, Tenet, stuff like that? I love the Dark Inception. Knight. And I also didn't think it was that complicated to understand. Same with Interstellar. People are like, dude, you got to watch that movie about five times before you understand it, dude. The Prestige? <laughs> it, uh, well, I was a kid when I first watched it. It came out in like 2007 or something like that. Uh, but that literally took me like four times to understand what was prestige. going on. The Prestige is... I feel like I should know that The Prestige, movie, right? I think, is my favorite movie of all time. All right. You need, down. you need to watch that one. Like, that is so good. It's right, so fucking good. And it's, like, really great actors, too. Like, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. other guy is. I'm yeah. seeing it. I'm seeing it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really a movie watcher anymore. Yeah. It's also I've one of the of reasons why... Up. The problem with most horror movies, because that's, like, the only genre I watched in the past four years, is that it's so, so ridiculously predictable most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually just watch them for the special effects. I'm like, okay, how that they are gonna they gonna introduce the monster or the ghost this time? And the the fact most of the time with horror movies, like if you don't see the thing, it's way scarier than when you suddenly see it. Oh yeah, no. As soon as you see what the scary thing is, like, oh well, it's ruined. Have you ever played scary games, like games? real life games or, or like board games? Like amnesia? No, like yeah, PC games, video games. Oh, scary video games. Uh. I've seen my friends play like certain scary games. I I don't really choose to play them myself. Yeah, I watch horror movies, but I am uh, the biggest pussy when it comes to playing a scary game. Oh yeah, that shit's uh, like, dude. I can't even imagine like a VR game. Dude, we had one. I my dad made me play it. I knew everyone was around me. I didn't have that VR headset on me for like more than six minutes. Yeah, that's it a is nightmare. Terrifying. That sounds like a nightmare. Most about those games are the sound design, though. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. We got a topic from Polo Bay. And for those listening, I am Legend. Uh, I am uh, listening to your guys' feedback, which is just read one question at a time. So we're going to try that. <laughs> now you've hit 100 episodes of Only Trails. What is your current aim on the YouTube series? Yo, first of all, shout out to Polo, man. He's been waiting for this cast for so long. I think he's the first one to probably mention to you if I was going to uh, be on the cast, and then he asked me a bunch of times. I love Polo, Bay. He's a good dude. Uh, dude, he's been probably the first 10 people ever in my clan, I think. Oh, damn. Yeah, the man, like, we had this whole meme about the Crab Rave uh, song, and he actually, on his wedding, played it. And then it was filmed, and he yells, Holy trails, and everyone's crab raving. <laughs> it's such a good video. Uh, but now I've hit episode 100 on Holy Trails, what's your current aim? Yeah, I've kind of glossed over it a bit ago, but I'll probably go for some kind of clue scroll completionist where I'll. I was always very much against um, taking away my restrictions because, I mean, why did I have the restrictions in the first place if I'm just going to throw them away at the end of the account? Mm-hmm. But if I can just put everything in a nice little playlist, clue scroll only Iron Man, and be like, hey, this is everything I did with my restrictions, and now we'll make a new series, clue scroll completionist, and this is where we have other rules, and we yes. just go for as many clues as possible, and it's nicely in another playlist. It's still the same account, but 
That you sounds kind like of a, got that division. That sounds like an awesome idea. And it still kind yeah. of like connects it, sort of, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like a lot of viewers, like I don't, I haven't experienced this because I've never really made a series, but I can imagine there's always a portion of a person's audience that just really hates it when a series ends, and so you kind of connecting it makes it feel like the series hasn't ended, but it's still a new beginning. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, there was a there was a comment because <laughs> you recently uploaded a video. And then I made like a community post. And in the community post, I said, hey, this clue scroll completionist idea, is it good? And the community post got more likes than the video that I had just <laughs> uploaded. God damn. And there was this guy that said, yeah, we are, we've been invested in this series for three years. It would be a shame if it ended. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, damn, it's deep. It's true. Yeah. I mean, they've spent their time to watch it. Yeah, no, I think uh, a lot of people just get really attached to series. I think it's good to kind of continue it. Mm -hmm. You've built an incredible community in the last three plus years. What's your highlight with the clan? What's been your highlight with the clan? There's many, man. There, just the fact of the matter is, all the way at the start of this podcast, again, like I used to play RuneScape with my cousins, and we used to sit on the trampoline brainstorming of how we were going to get our first full Gothic set. And we were looking up to people making RSMVs like Lucky Bucket or Three Armed Brothers, those guys. Mm -hmm. And like it was the dream to become a famous RuneScape YouTuber and <laughs> and like have people follow you in game and stuff like that. And now when I'm like opening my 1000th clue or something, I can just ask the stream, yo boys, we're in World 360 Fowler Park come through and there's like 30 people just dancing and chilling. And just really realize how many people that are just like there to watch you do your thing. Yeah. And what's even better, it's a little toxic, but with the clan, we have this thing called the anti-crashing party. And whenever someone gets crashed, it's like World <laughs> 350 sand crabs get here. And then the entire clan just hops, goes to the guy and like everyone just starts spamming sand crabs until the person that crashed them logs. That is savage. <laughs> It's so good because it's usually like the guy that's being is also being toxic. So we'll just like repeat what they said. Like, can you hop, dude? I was here first. Like, yep. shit, like it's so toxic, but it's like deserved. You know? Yeah, no, I, that's totally deserved. I think that's fucking awesome. And so, that, and the funny thing is, I started doing it on stream, and now they're doing it separately. So seeing like these little communities that just also continue off stream is so nice. People have uh, legit found best friends and people have even found love in the twitch chat it's crazy the most Damn. poetic thing is that Palesith, who's massive shout out he's doing all the command work on my stream he's made websites for me he's got this whole open casket thing in my stream where you can open a clue casket and if you type exclamation point casket stats you get your own personal collection log that you can collect in the stream chat and stuff like that he's been my right hand man he was the first one ever in my cc um he created the cc basically because i wasn't planning on using it um and he has now found his girlfriend in my chat which is crazy Jeez. they also kept it hidden for eight months from everyone until she was so she's from america i'm not gonna leak too much but mm -hmm. she was there and he called me and i was like hey and then suddenly i hear like a voice in the background i'm like no fucking way you wow. get this hidden for eight months so she flew all the way over. It's crazy, man. That is fucking nuts. Dude, 
Yeah, no, whenever I hear of any sort of, like, actual meetup with, like, dating and stuff from RuneScape, it just blows my mind. But it's first of all, just... because I learned from a very young age that there's no girls on the internet. So when all of a sudden there's True. a girl on the internet, it's like, what? Yeah. So that alone is the <laughs> most is crazy part. But, yeah, no, it's... uh. You know what's funny is, like, you know how Jagex, like, way back... I don't know when you first started playing, but I started playing in, like, 2004. And, mm -hmm. like, there was always Same. these little, like, forum posts that was like, this is not a dating site. Don't, like, <laughs> e-date. And then, like, with their 15-year anniversary video or whatever they made, <laughs> they're, like, they're saying... Or maybe it was the... When was it? It must have been 2016 or something. Whatever the... 15 year anniversary video they made is like there's like a whole section of like these rs3 players that fell in love and got yeah, married yeah, and stuff yeah, and i'm that. like yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not a dating site man go back to your roots no but good times nowadays everyone's a goddamn adult we're not we're not all like seven years old anymore yeah it's actually yeah it's nice coming from making content for nine to 14 year olds making content for well 25 year olds or something yeah. it's it's so chill man it's so much nicer you don't have to be your like i'm still two times as um engaging and excited as i am in like real life or on the mm -hmm. podcast or something mm -hmm. but it's not 10 times anymore i can kind of chill yeah <laughs> it's nice also it's a running joke on my channel to say well like hello 99% boys and 1% girls or whatever 0.8% girls whatever this that is I have like one I have 0.1% of my YouTube audience that's 65 years old or plus Wait let me check that it's just like there's just I think like, it's more for me It must just be like one or two people that are just like on their death audience just fucking watching my stuff Lost 90 days let's see this Um where do you even see that audience there yeah, you audience go. Um I've got Hold your horses. Okay. 0.3%. Damn. 65 plus? 0 0.3? 65 plus. I've got less people between 55 and 64 watching than 65 plus. Jesus. <laughs> I've got 0 13 to 17 year olds. So people are blind yeah, no, that's, on YouTube. Yeah. That, I, have, I have absolutely nobody that's under 18, which makes no sense because... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, we all used to be younger, and we all. Yeah. I, I just think, like, do they even? Tr I just, I just don't think they track kids. I, I just don't think it's like even appropriate. So it's, it's like got YouTube kids, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe like in that it would show age range, but if you're just your content's not for kids, then it's just not even going to show any percentage of it. Yeah, that's what I think. Because there's no way zero people under eighteen have ever seen my content. It just makes no sense. But it, yeah, it yeah, always no said shot. zero. No, it's also cool relating to the first question from Polo. I've got a guy in the chat. He's not here anymore now, cause or not much, cause he's uh, going to college. But the guy started watching me. I think at thirteen or fourteen years old, and I've been streaming now for three years. And the guy literally watched me when I was in secondary school, and he's now in college. It's so Holy crazy. Shit. He's like, I can't make the streams anymore because I'm in college now. Like, bro, that's so weird. I remember when you were like fifteen watching the streams. He's like founder in my stream and stuff. God damn. Yeah, that's Mr. crazy. Mr. H. Tooth, man. Shout out. When will you release your next single, and will you crab rave oh at your wedding? Um, I can probably sneak in a crab rave one day at my wedding. I don't, I don't see why not. Um, I'll record it in Yell Polo Bay to return to favor. <laughs> um, when will you release your next single? Man, the thing is, I like music. I really don't do it enough because I could say I don't have the time, but that's like kind of an excuse. It's just like 
I sing at weddings now every once in a while. I actually have to go sing at a wedding today when the podcast is up. Um, so when you're listening to this, like on the time this podcast airs, I'm probably singing. But um, yeah, apart from that, I don't know. I know one producer's producer is all the way on the other side of Belgium. It takes time and money to make stuff like that. It's not really making any money. I'm not as passionate. I love doing it, but I'm not like, music is, isn't ever going to be my full-time job. So I'm just like, I'd rather disperge my energy into other passions that are one, less expensive, and two, I know I'm better at. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. There's, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to make another single if there's ever a producer that lives next door and I just find the time. Then <laughs> I have about 25 songs written. Wow. So I could make an album, but... <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I can't produce, man. Weren't you going to get into producing? But you are going to make techno I wanted, stuff, right? Yeah, I wanted to get into like just learning how to compose. Just basically, I wanted to go to school for like learning music theory very very deeply mm-hmm. and it was just like it wasn't what i really imagined i don't know so i just kind of burned out from it just, especially with how much competition there is just in the music field it's yeah nuts. And br- breaking down to theory kind of loses the magic of it or something right like it kind of does it was just so foreign to me like some of the concepts like a lot of the basics i already had down you know but then when it starts getting into other things, I was like, holy shit, like this is this is unlike any other like pursuit of knowledge. I don't know. It's just like so different than like math or science or something. It's just yeah, like yeah. so different. And it was do a you, little bit confusing for me. I, I probably could have just pushed through it, but I don't know. Do you, do you still play an instrument or not? Uh, I was always more of a singer i played clarinet for a couple years when i was like really young but uh, that requires knowledge of notes yeah yeah and like i had learned some songs on the piano just basic songs but like a lot of it was just like being able to sight read with my voice and like sing it and stuff like that. there's so many content creators that are musicians man it's crazy i think it just has to do with something with creativity like just people people that love like book smarts and then people that love like arts and stuff i think most content creators were never (laughs) let me just let me try to phrase this i feel like the majority of content creators were not super like brainiacs in school i feel like they were more of like the slackers or creative type (laughs) i don't know you maybe that's just my like take on it i usually think like the creative people are usually the most lazy like uh when it comes to yeah, I think it's just it needed like another type of smarts, I guess. Yeah, it's just I, like I breezed yeah. through school, but that made me lazy because I never had to do anything. Yeah, I was extremely lazy from like elementary all the way up to high school. I was, I like I got good grades, but it was just because it was so easy. Like it's just like you could just get by. Mm-hmm. And then you got these these uh these people in your class that are like right before you get your report card they're like oh, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have i'm gonna fail and this and then they have like 85 percent 
I hate I hated those kids that would always get straight A's and they're always the ones that are like the most stressed out and just talking down on themselves. I'm like, dude, you literally have all A's like legit. Like hundred. Yeah, for us it's in percentages. I don't know how A's and B's and stuff work, but it's like Yeah. I mean it's all like hundred or whatever. Yeah. A yeah. hundred but how can you get a hundred percent? That doesn't make any sense. Don't you guys have A pluses, by the way? Yeah, it depends on the professor <clears throat> and it depends on like the course because if you make one mistake you can't get an a anymore then it was like if you're below 93 percent or it was like below 92 percent or something is an a minus 92 to like 96 percent wow. and then 96 above is a plus or something with oh, wait, some what? courses an a minus is is like a 90 a no no an a minus is like from a 90 to like a 92 percent and an, a oh, normal okay. a is like 93 to 96 Dude, that's insane. How do people... Because I I mean, it's maybe my warped uh, vision of the US, but mm. don't people like constantly get A's? How do you get 95%? Well, they... Well, first of all, uh, there's always like curves. I don't know if you guys do curves, right? Like where you do a test and like whoever got the highest grade in the class, that becomes the 100%. Oh, you know what? what I mean? Oh, no, no. For us, 100% is getting like you every have single question right. It, again, <laughs> it, it all depends on the class. Like, some hmm. people make it different, but with a lot of courses, at least in, like, higher education, it usually... Dude, that's so it... toxic, actually. You're constantly comparing to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, it, it, Well, it's, it's just because, like, it, it kind of, like, falls on the professor, so I feel like there's a little bit of, like, okay, the best student in the class got an 85. Okay, clearly I missed something as a professor to teach my kids or, you know, students this kind of stuff. So then, you know, know. And, and I don't really know if, like, in, like, higher-up universities, like Harvard and shit, like, do that kind of stuff. But with, like, upper high school and, like, early college, yeah, we would base stuff on curves usually. That's crazy. Well, we used to have like a class median, so they they would count everyone's uh, total scores and then have like what's it called in in English? I don't know, but like the average. Oh, that's just mm -hmm. the thing. Just have a class average, and it's kind of the same thing because my parents are always like, you just got to be above the average. And at some point, like so, the entire class average was thirty five out of a hundred. So a massive fail. And I had 37. I mean, at that point, it's just on the teacher, of course, because yeah, yeah. how, how does the entire class fail? <laughs> yeah. But, um, and my parents were like, oh, okay, you're above the average. It's like, bro, I had 37. I have a uh, fucking 37%. F. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, legit. But uh, it's, it's yeah, a bit toxic to just, I mean, everyone has their own uh, capabilities and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. that, that's also the thing in, in, in Belgian because it's different everywhere in the EU, I guess. It's in Belgian education. It's just you've got like four different um, type of schools, I guess you could say. One is more theoretical. One is more um, working with your hands, stuff like that. And they compare it that the theoretical one is like the best and the most difficult when it's just for people that are better with their brains and some people are better with their hands and stuff. And it's like kind of toxic, but I guess there's no other way to... Because I used to be the way why I'm so passionate about it is because I studied to become a teacher for three years. Mm, uh, damn. So yeah, it's uh, and then I dropped out in my last year. But yeah, it's just um, I think every education system could use some work. To be honest, it's all pretty old. Yeah, I, I try. One thing I uh, really wish 
was more in like uh, early curriculum for like kids is just really the important, at least in American uh, curriculum, like learning about mm -hmm. health and nutrition and exercise stuff. Like I know like PE and stuff is required usually, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. like nutrition classes, I took one singular nutrition class as an elective my senior year of high school. And it was the probably the class I learned the absolute most in of any class I'd ever taken. And I was like, why wasn't, like, why isn't this taught, like, as just, like, mandatory? Like, it was so insightful, and it, like, I don't know. Nutrition, like, goes, like, lifelong. Like, it's, like, everyone eats. Everyone has a body. Like, not yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. going to go into math, and not everyone's going to go into science. But, like, I don't know. That's something yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's oh. sometimes a little too niche, and then mm -hmm. there's too little you can actually, like, pick and choose. But... Yeah, I mean, at what age can you choose the right thing? And I, I would just pick the easiest one back then. Yep, yep. I was extremely lazy like that. It's cool, kind of getting older and like just going back to like my desire to like maybe go back to school or just start doing independent study. Like, I really, I do want to learn. Like, I want lifelong learning. Yeah, it's really just so true what your parents say. They're like, dude, this is the best time of your I life, know. and pick whatever you want to pick, and not like it's so true, dude. And it sucks that you just realize too late, and everyone will always realize too late. Yeah. It's impossible to like make somebody do anything. Like, if, if you just everyone has their own journey, and you're gonna come to a point in your life where you just make some changes and stuff but you can't ever have it forced upon you yeah it's true okay rem cave asks what has been the most annoying clue grind you have actively done that's so easy um there's two that come to mind one is well actually three um, I went five times a drop rate on the Bryophytus Essence, which Jesus most Christ. people know. I went 545. I killed 88,000 most giants. Uh... But that was so chill. Like, you split yourself into catacombs, you hit all the most giants, and you just AFK. Because mm -hmm. you couldn't stack keys back then, but it was still really nice. It was super AFK. I could do so much. I could stack like 100 keys off stream and then just do them all on stream. It was actually really good co good content. And especially because I went so dry, it was so Milking legendary it, to yeah. finally get it. It was, to be honest, a really good time. I stacked up like 66 Cotizo totems for when I was done with the most giants. So Damn. I could instantly do a bunch of hard clues and elite clues. That's cool. To be honest, it was a good time. So most people would expect me to say that. But the grind that completely burnt me out of RuneScape was uh, the Bando's Gold Sword, which is a master clue step. And back when I started the Bando's Gold Sword grind, I'm pretty sure I was in full Torag and a leaf-bladed battle axe. Oh my god. And I had to, and a dragon mace as a special attack I, weapon. I think and that's, that's when how I, I killed first, Bando's. I think that's when I first found your content, actually. You were doing Bando's. That was mid-COVID. I had 360 average views. It was madness, and I was hating life. Legit, it was, the problem is it's an active grind and you're only getting a kill once every five times you enter the room. <laughs> I hated that so much that I decided to- go get 40kc every time. Yeah, 40kc, then go in with the lead blade uh, of battle axe, don't get the kill, teleport out, and then that. realizing I gotta do this 512 more times to be on drop right. And um, yeah, I ended up dropping the clue and being like, guys, man, I'm going to like, in the POH, <laughs> do some crazy things to my account because I'm gonna alk myself right now because this is insane. So I dropped the clue. I think a lot of people kind of agreed on it. Usually when you make those decisions, 
YouTube comments are like, no, but actually people were very nice. That's good. Because they realized it was halting the video, so. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I got it back, but by the time I got it back, I had the Cerberus step. I, I would have, I had a, I, oh, English language. I had the Smoldering Stone from Cerberus for the Infernal Axe step. Mm. So I had a high Slayer level, had a whip and stuff like that. And then it eventually went a lot better and I ended up spooning the Pandos hilt. That's sick. And then the other one is the Armadale helmet, but I think everyone hates that one. Yeah, Armadale helm took me like almost a thousand kills for my first one. Wow, I got it on drop rate. Yeah, mine took about a thousand. I'm like, what is my KC actually? Um, I did get everything else first though, which is typical. I'm at 1435 KC now. I still don't have an Armadale hilt. And I've had three... Or maybe two. Let me see. Two or three Armadale Godsword ornament kits. For some you have reason. The pet? Um, yeah, Such yeah, yeah. I did, pet, get, I, get, I did get Kree pet at like 1300, which is oh, fucking bro. absolutely the amazing. Test your pet for sure. I, I have three Armadale Godsword ornament kits and three Ceridoman Godsword ornament kits and none of the other ones. And I have I zero Armadale hilt. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I should log in. Let me check. Oh, no. Dude, I'm logged into two accounts right now. Not even my blue scroll account. Whatever. What are your thoughts on multi-logging? Do you like it more than playing I it? used I used to hate it. Um, But now the, I found such a beautiful AFK heart glue method. Just put yourself in the middle of the Forthos dungeon. Click in the middle of those temple spiders. Have eyes burst on auto-retaliate and just farming hard clues like crazy that's they cost cool. you a bunch of death runes but they auto aggro you just have to click at it's literally a 10 minute uh, like 10 minute mm -hmm. afk and you're getting grubby keys and and hard clues it's so nice so i'm i've been doing that now with this new hardcore i've been putting myself at muddle load mine and stuff but uh i used to not be able to do multi-log but now it's like kind of standard yeah it really just depends on the content you're doing it's got to be one of the accounts has got to be super afk or else it becomes yeah. a chore Sometimes I do three accounts, but I can't do that when streaming. Thoughts on Grubby Chest giving clue scrolls? Dude, oh, that would be so nice. Dude, that would be double the clues from the Temple Spiders. Dude, I would fucking love that. And, and like, dude, Maybe I feel the best like... Way to get I, clues. I feel like chests, just chests in general, even the Brimstone Chest, I think should give clue scrolls. Like, True. It, just, it thematically fits. Chest. I think I've got a hundred grubby keys stacked up now from the temple spiders. So yeah, please, one in a twenty for a hard clue. That'd be amazing. It'd be worth too. Like it wouldn't even be that OP because Serachnus yeah only it, drops a grubby key one in sixteen, and it's one in two three hundred twenty if my calculations are correct. And the only right. and the only reason why anybody would even have a problem with it would be like mains. But, like, you can already buy Clue Scrolls through Implings. Iron Man can't buy Grubby Keys, so, like, it's totally fair. I don't know. Because, like, yeah. if the argument was, oh, we, well, we can just buy Grubby Keys and get free Clue Scrolls, like, you can already do that. Temple Spiders might become the meta then, which is sick. Actually, no. Keep away from my Temple Spiders. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine doing my jellies simply. Dude, okay, here's the other thing, and I've mentioned this before, is why doesn't... Like, why Why don't other dungeons around Zaya, like, there already is, you know, like, that new uh, dungeon that has, like, the fire giants, hill giants, and moss giants? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That drop totems and ancient crystals? It's separate from the Wait, catacombs. Wait, they drop totems? Yeah, they do. Oh. Um, 
but the Forthos dungeon is also an underground part of Zaya, and that doesn't drop totems and shit. I think, I don't know, thematically, I think uh, Temple Spider right. should also give ancient shards and ancient totem pieces. I think that giant cave shouldn't drop totems, but... It's I'm just like, it's like, considered part of the catacombs. And, like, dude, the Forthos dungeon literally leads into the catacombs. So, like, why doesn't... That one does too, doesn't it? Yeah, they both do. So yeah, that's why yeah, I'm yeah. confused, like, why doesn't Forthos dungeon also drop totems, like... Anything to speed up Jar of Darkness, man. God damn it. I almost pulled and it failed, which is absolutely yeah. cringe. But that that's the thing. Like, I think the best way to go about it is instead of reducing or instead of like making the drop rate like one in five hundred for it, why not just give more totems? Like so you can keep it one in twenty five hundred, whatever the fuck. But just uh, give more totems from everything. I don't know. It'd be a bit OP, though, I think. But, it, I mean, the fact of the matter is I should have made jars untradeable, man. Yeah. And one in 2,500 is It doesn't make imagine any sense that a, you can buy jars. And, and imagine, like, a pet is one in 65 and a jar is one in 2,500. Like, who? What? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> to be fair, the Scotizo pet is too common. Yeah, but like people still go three times the rate for that, and like do, doing a hundred—that's a lot. That's yeah, that's two, true. That's true. That's true. Doing two hundred kills <laughs> is like that's a lot of fucking time. Honestly. I'm gonna look my account up. I think I don't have that many. I think I have like billions and millions of uh, Scotizo KC, but it might not be. <laughs> Let me see. I've got ninety-three. So yeah, no, never mind. Only one pit though. On two accounts. Okay, what is your top three favorite Belgian craft beers? Ooh, good question. Any chance I get to get some Belgian beer knowledge in the world, and I'll gladly take. Um, I used to be a massive fan of Triple Carmelite. It's like all the Belgians are going to know that one, probably the Dutchies too. Um, it's like this very nice, blonde, fruity uh, triple beer. Let me see how much percent it has. 8.4. Okay. So that's decent. Uh, on the number... I, I, I would put that on number one, but I've kind of like f grown out of it because it's a little bit too sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd put number one, Bruges Zot, which is just a Pilsner from Bruges. Really good blonde beer. And Cuvée du Chateau, which is from the... I think it's actually from the Netherlands. That sounds or, French. What did you? It is. What? Yeah, okay. it's either from the French part of Belgium, or from the I'm um, from the Netherlands. Oh, it's 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 Belgian apparently, from Ingelmünster, which is in Flanders. So it's not even from the French part. But uh, yeah, Cuvée du Château is a brown beer, and it's one of the few brown beers I really like. Cause it's just so good. It's like an Abbey Brown Brune Brood. Abbey brewed beer, I think. Mm. So yeah, yeah, those three. I I've uh, never been a beer drinker ever. I mean, alcohol in general. Like I've had my times where like I've tried like different alcoholic beverages, but damn, every time I think it I think it all stems from kind of my first experience with alcohol, where I just like threw up a bunch of bourbon and then oh. like the sight of bourbon just fucked me I, literally the sight of it made me just nauseous and then i kind of started rebuilding my tolerance with like seltzers and stuff and like mm -hmm. lighter things and i just never really 
That sounds know. like you've never had a good beer. That's not trying to get you into alcohol, but going from bourbon to Selsner to light American beers doesn't sound like the best road to go to. Yeah, it was... I don't know. My alcoholic fucking journey was pretty bad, and uh, I haven't drinking anything for over a year. Just anything. It's probably good. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the idea of, like, just having a beer that I would actually enjoy might sound kind of nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I already got my own vice. I fucking, you know, get high. But, uh... It's not yeah, even weed. It's like it. it's like Delta Eight, so it's like a lesser form. But like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you could combine it. I don't. I don't think I'd want to. But one, not one or two idea. vices is fine for me. I don't know. Maybe just. Yeah, it sounds chill. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I want to say, better experiences high than drunk in the Netherlands, of course, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's not legal in Belgium, yeah. but it's just. Yeah, you kind of still got like control and stuff with while being if you're shit faced, then yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of the times just a mess. And I'm actually doing sober October this month. Just nothing, just totally sober from everything. Yeah, because it's it's like more of an ethical thing because mm. my roommate doesn't drink much, and every time he doesn't drink, people are like, "Dude, why do you not drink?" And that just kind of pisses me off because it's so backwards. Mm-hmm they should be like yeah good on you man we're <laughs> yeah. just poisoning on ourselves and you're not joining good job but everyone's just the complete opposite everyone's just like everyone that's so lame bro yeah. it's like dude so i want to kind of just for to to help the people that don't drink out or something i don't know why it's just like kind of that where i'm just like you know i'm gonna first of all check if i can do it and two just for dadical purpose, I want to just try it out. I'm going yeah. to start doing it from the 5th of October onwards because on the 4th, uh, my girlfriend's dad has his birthday and we're doing like this whole menu with paired wines and stuff. So I don't want to miss <laughs> yeah. that out. But uh, <laughs> after that, until the October, 5th of November. Yeah. There be- oh, okay, okay. So it'll still be a month. I was going to say, you yeah. might as well just start on like the 30th of October and just go to the 31st nah. of October. <laughs> That's also my thing about like New Year resolutions and stuff. Like, don't don't wait for that date just do it yeah you know yeah yeah it's so hard though like a brand new year makes it so much easier i can only imagine yeah. the the like resolutions you could have made from like 1999 to 2000 if i had been like an adult at that point like that would have been like a brand new millennium dude like let's fucking <laughs> Bro, make some changes you know like yeah. yeah i get it i get it yeah yeah, yeah. um no, no i'm just yeah just keep I just want to just keep with that. I like rhythm in my life or something. I like some yeah. something that makes sense. So if I keep it the fifth to the fifth, then I'll uh, I'll be happy with what I've done. That's cool. I I don't want to shortcut it to like half of October. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Uh, just kind of stopping any like sort of little habit that you have because like I wouldn't say I'm addicted to you know popping some edibles or something but like it's definitely like really easy to do it it's just like habitual it's just like yeah uh, might as well i was about to say that yeah an edible is so much easier than smoking because i i I've, I've smoked like four cigarettes in my life because i just despise the taste mm-hmm. and then when i was in the netherlands and i smoked a joint i just really didn't like smoking i just liked the feeling of being high mm-hmm. so with an edible it's just dangerously easy i'd say oh yeah I mean, yeah, like I haven't, I have uh, never actually smoked. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, so I like I've smoked uh, like a few cigars before, but like I, I avoid nicotine and I avoid like anything that's like chemically addictive. 
Fair. Usually, but um, yeah, vaping is just like so much easier than smoking. I feel like mm-hmm. smoking. Yeah, can, of course. Smoking fucking hurts sometimes. That's the thing I feel with vaping. It's like people are like, "Oh, it's so much more healthy," but you're doing it so much more. Than yeah. When you smoke cigarettes. Yeah. There, there's doing... th- there's like no possible way vaping's considered healthy. Like, yeah, the, no like shot. there's no way. But like, I don't know. Smoking something like fucking hurts my lungs. Vaping doesn't hurt my lungs, so it's like. Eh. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's not like the it's I would say it's better than smoking, but I'm not going to go fucking down that rabbit hole of like debating whether smoking or vaping's better. But regardless it it's it, both bad. Yeah, regardless <laughs> there's no nicotine in it and I try to get like pure just THC stuff so it's just a more pure I'm not like just inhaling a bunch of fucking chemicals, I don't know. Yeah, I had a massive headache from yesterday noon onwards until uh this morning because mm-hmm. i hadn't had i think it's because i hadn't had coffee in three days because as soon as i drank a coffee oh, yeah. this morning caffeine it went away that scares me man i don't want my body to be dependent on anything yeah that that is honestly the reason why i tried to just resist anything chemically addictive because of my caffeine random like thing like i will go on and it usually used to happen like years ago when i first started content creation like i would start drinking like two energy drinks a day and like mm-hmm. that's not like super crazy but that's still overkill like you should really maybe only have one or zero i don't know it's, it's more the sugar in it i guess than because people drink four or five coffees easily yeah but even when it was like sugar-free energy drinks like the caffeine was fucking my sleep schedule up like completely like i started yeah, sleeping enough. twice a day for four hours each and I Ooh. hate that. And so I was never getting really good rest. And the only way to get rid of that cycle was to like just quit caffeine or just very, very little bits. I mean, I'll drink like an eight ounce little Red Bull for one day. Like that's like the absolute <laughs> max I'll do now. It's just like. Yeah, it's only during league where I go crazy with the caffeine. Yeah. I also recently realized there was caffeine in tea. Yeah. I genuinely did not know that. I yep. was like, when it was winter, I'd fill up a thermos of like two liters of mint tea and Jesus just fill it up Christ. with a bunch of sugar. And I was like, dude, I'm so healthy. I'm drinking so much water and I'm being hydrated. I'm drinking tea, but apparently it's a shitload of caffeine in there, which explains the long nights I was able to pull then. Oh, yeah. Tea is cr- like that will wire me. You know the thing yeah, that same. the thing that wires me the most. I don't know if you have them uh, there. The Celsius energy drinks, dude. Up. They are the most like potent. They will wire me. Like I will stay up all no, night even if I drink it. one. I will stay up all yep. fucking night. And if I drink two, healthy. if I drink two, I am like i'm getting like anxious like i'm getting like Jesus. i'm like scratching myself i'm like what the fuck like i'm what? like shaking dude there is, there is so much it? caffeine and there's so many other chemicals in it like uh just random shit <laughs> like mm. like it tastes pretty decent for like zero calorie or 10 calorie or whatever it is but like dude it wires you out of control yeah i i have that with monster it's the only thing that really like gives me that kick and i almost start shaking in my hands when i drink yeah, one yeah but we have this very nice shout out to uh, Nalu, which is this energy drink that is very, like, almost zero calories. And it's just a nice soda, but also an energy drink. I don't really know if it's considered healthy or whatever, but uh, I always have that. They once sponsored one of my streams very in the very early days. I would send them a message and I was like, hey, I'm doing a 24-hour stream. And they sent me, like, a crate of 36 cans or something like that. 
an absolute shitload of cans, and then I repaid them by, because I know my chat is gonna go and ask if I tell this story, but um, I once stole Nalu's from the store by accident, because I or <laughs> I got a whole crate and the cashier woman only like uh, scanned one. So I was looking at the bill and I was like, there's no way this whole crate is two euros sixty. But I'm like not gonna say it. God damn it. So yeah. they are like they've made photoshops and shit of me stealing Nalu, but <laughs> Nalu, if you hear this, I love you, alright? Oh, Paid God. for it with this plug. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, funniest thing ever was uh I was on a I, I like pretty much did a sober uh December, except it wasn't sober from alcohol, it was sober from caffeine. And mm -hmm. that month was when I got a sponsorship opportunity from Fission, <laughs> this, like, energy drink company. Oh, no. so, so for two months, I'm sponsored by this energy drink company, and they send me, like, a metric fuck ton of it. It's just caffeinated Oh, my stuff. God. And so, like, I, like, sip it because I'm like, okay, like, clearly this is caffeinated. I'm trying not to drink caffeine, but I'll, like, drink a little bit of it and just, like, see how it tastes and stuff just so I can, like, know the product. But I wasn't going to drink, like, a full thing. Um and so, like, on stream, I'm literally drinking out of their water bottle, but it's literally just water. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fission. So good, man. Oh, like, no, so I good. faked so, it. For two months, I'm just drinking water. Like, I had tried them, so I knew they were, like, decent. But, like, <laughs> Is this the first time you're telling this? Like, every single... Nah, I think I had told people, like... Dude, I, I like I had made it known that I wasn't drinking caffeine, and then all of a sudden I'm like sponsoring every single day this like energy drink company. I'm like, hey. yeah, man, caffeine, let's go. No, that was a little weird. By the way, that sponsorship, um, I, I don't know if it's good to talk about uh like a sponsorship mainly because like, uh, is it bad to talk badly about a past sponsorship? Yeah, like is that gonna like affect future sponsorship? Regardless. I did not have a great time dealing with Fission. In fact, most sponsorships I have, I don't really have a great time dealing with it. But Fission was especially different because they, like, in the contract, it was like, you have to send clips of yourself every single stream where you, like, shout out the product and stuff. Um, and it was just, like, really annoying. And then they treated me as, like, a salesman. Like, I was basically, like their salesmen going around trying to sell their product on my stream and that's what it felt like and it fucking sucked because every day yeah. they'd be like "Ooh, how many like sale or like every uh like i don't know so probably like every like five days they'd be like how many sales did you bring in and i'm like yikes uh. or like they would be like you brought in two sales let's try to bump up your numbers i'm like what the fuck like how about oh, i bro. just stream my content <laughs> like Man, I i've I had one of those like kind of one of those experiences but not like I've been I have an affiliate link with Surfshark which I think is a really good VP. I don't want to promote too much of the shit I like but yeah. um I think it's one of the best VPNs at least so and I think over the and two years And what's the coupon code for that? <laughs> uh only trails space or no space 83% off no spaces <laughs> It's only 60 bucks for 27 months of free of VPN uh but yeah, I've been. It's just an affiliate link, so I don't get. Like, That's eighty three percent off. I'm sorry for interrupting. Jesus Christ! Yeah, All right, eighty three percent crazy. Right? Still sixty bucks. Okay. Um. Um. Sixty bucks for twenty seven months. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know I, the prices of VPNs. I'm just fucking saying eighty three percent off, and it's still sixty bucks. But I have no idea. But um, 
What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I don't get monthly pay from them or something. So it's just like Oh, is it just whenever... a, is it just commission or like Yeah, oh, and I think it's pretty shit. chill. I mean, they contacted me a long time ago, and it's just been really nice. And every once in a while, I send them a message. I'm like, hey, how about we do a YouTube sponsorship for X amount of dollars? And they're like, okay, sure. So, like, so okay, I just so know like the contact now. Stuff. Yeah, I, I know the guy. Like, he's been, we've been working for, like, two years. And, like, I was like, oh, this many. I think we've got, like, 40 conversions or something in two years, which is not great. But, I mean, who really needs a VPN? I mean, I like it because if I want to watch a Netflix series, I switch or if i'm on uh now on the airport i use it to just have it on but at this point everyone's seen all the nord express surf sharks people that need a vpn have it yeah so it's just mega chill to be like hey um i can see my report i can see i, I think i get 32 bucks when someone orders it that's nice so it's, it's like, just like chill it's good if um like first of all i'm against personally just commission-based stuff mainly because i feel like i'm worth more than that to like just freely Fair. share like just have like a, somebody's logo on because i did do uh, an affiliate link with um that company that went out of business based off of their the ceo's shitty performance on a stream it was uh artesian builds this computer ah uh, yeah 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 totally, yeah totally yeah just Drop. totally fucking went bankrupt did the company really go <laughs> yeah. over to, oh, yeah it was like multi like there was like i don't know what the number was, was like 80 employees or something they all fucking lost their jobs simply because the owner was just a piece of shit on stream same is happening to g2 right now <laughs> yeah anyway but that was just not a great experience even though they didn't demand anything of me whatsoever i was like why am i advertising their product and i'm making absolutely nothing from this unless somebody buys a fucking computer oh they didn't even send you a computer or something no no, no. this is what they said they said hey if you want to get a computer from us we'll give you like 30 percent off or something i'm like yeah okay, yikes yeah, this is this is a big yikes i mean i think if you're starting off you just take those right i would nice say about i would say yeah okay if you're like starting I mean, out as a content creator experiment with stuff like so just do yeah. it for fun and just see how you enjoy it but like yeah i will never do another one of those you got to pay me yeah i used to be in a uh an esports team that wanted to kind of compete with method when those were coming up in the dual school section mm. um called lazarus i don't have a single bad word to say about them they were really nice but their main roster and all their sponsorships were focused towards canada so I got like one sponsorship in the one and a half years I think I was with them. The thing is they were mega transparent. Like every two months they would just send me a message like, yeah, we don't have any EU sponsorships and this and that. And of course I just left because it's like, they also if I did any other sponsorships, they didn't really mind or something, but it's, I don't know, I kind of wanted to be an open agent for whatever other company would maybe yeah. have things for EU. And it's exactly as you say, like read your contract properly if it's, nothing that impacts your uh authenticity or something on stream like if if i mean experiment with it yeah 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 there's nothing if wrong if with you have to like be like fission is so good every single stream and they're like complaining about you not selling any it's like bro yeah that's weird that's just interfering with your content which it should never do yeah yeah i have uh i've kind of realize what i look for in a sponsorship because i've been reached out to it's usually like a lot of affiliate based stuff where it's like all commission um i'll get mm -hmm. like sponsorships like once or twice a month from some twitter thing like hey like would you do this and i literally just say what i want i'm like i want this much money <laughs> 
for, for the month because this is how many viewers I average. This is how many hours I stream. It's all based off of the numbers. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if you're not going to pay me this much, like, uh, that's it. Like, I'm, I'll be polite about it. But I'm like, I don't want to waste either of our time trying to, like, pretend like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to try to sell your product is like dude just pay me this much and i'll do whatever the contract says like but as soon as they say no we're not going to pay you that much then it's like okay thanks like we're done it does take a little bit of a position of authority to be able to do that though you have to be able to provide the numbers which starting streamers most of the time yeah 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 really, right yeah because i don't your numbers as you're saying them right now seem like you not you're not pulling them out of your ass you just have some kind of Oh yeah, I mean, I'll it. just I'll just look at my past like thirty days or ninety days Twitch analytics because it's always Twitch sponsored. I don't get YouTube sponsorships, mm -hmm. um, but with Twitch, like yeah, I'll just look at it. And because of the companies I have, because of the sponsorships I have done with, which again, it just takes experience. They will say like, oh, I will pay you two or three dollars um, for every like concurrent viewer for the month so like if i'm for like for fission for example that's good, right? yeah. i was averaging like 170 viewers or something at the for that like past 30 days so they said like we'll pay you 340 dollars for the month and then i said well i want 500 dollars for the month and they're like all right just like sure we'll do that so like i was still guaranteed paid 500 dollars for the month just to like shout them mm -hmm. out every stream um which by the way wasn't every single day it was just like whenever i wanted to stream that's nice and so that was nice. And then I'd also get 10% commission off of sales if I got a certain amount and stuff. But like, yeah, I just didn't enjoy the whole communication back and forth of them like demanding I get more sales. So we ended that. And yeah. I also wasn't drinking caffeine. But getting a guaranteed pay just makes everything a lot smoother. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the deal sounds good. It's just like the follow-up just <laughs> yeah. is kind of a nuisance. Yeah. I get it from their point of the view, but also like the kind of... That means they didn't really do much research into yeah. the content creators they're sponsoring, I guess. Well, it's because they always try to look. If you're, if they're just dealing with the content creator themselves, they lowball you because they can. Like, of what, course. like you don't have an agent that's like, okay, this contract's fucking bullshit. I don't even know if two or three dollars every view is even like a good deal for a month. I have but no idea. with like having to absolutely do nothing besides like a thirty second shout out in a stream, it's like I, I'll take five hundred bucks for that. Like, fine. <laughs> like that sounds good for me. So. What is your view on like these mobile game sponsorships? Bruh, like those mobile game sponsorships <laughs> are so nice. I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> have you ever taken one? You to say nice, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I'm, I, I, real quick, I um, I saw your cast with Solo Mission, which changed my perception on it completely. I rather take money from sponsors than from begging for view for gifter subs for yeah. my viewers. Yeah, yeah, dude. So. I'll just like say so I had a I've done Raid Shadow Legends uh twice mm -hmm. I, or maybe I've just done it maybe I've done it once or twice I can't remember I think the game is legit decent it's if fine it it's just riddled with yeah, spam it, yeah that's that's a problem with all mobile games it's just buy yeah. this for 99.99 what the fuck um but I did a game with Star Trek Fleet Command or some it's literally just like a rip off of like all those kind of mobile games um mm -hmm. dude they paid me, and I'll just straight up say it because I don't think, like, I mean, I clearly didn't sign any NDA talking about the price. They paid me $2,400. What the fuck? 20, and, Holy and, crap. And the only thing I had to do was just play the game for two hours. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> yeah. Holy I'm like, crap. like, okay, and keep in mind, like, I had to get downloads for that. So, like, a, a big chunk of that uh, yeah, money yeah, is yeah. just from getting people to download it. But, like, 
Dude, people in your Twitch community just love to like, see thrive, right? Yeah, they just they they will do anything to play a tutorial yeah. for five minutes. Like they're they're just so willing to do it. And it's legends. amazing. So Dude, I had the exact yeah. same thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean that's literally what it is. So like those mobile games, fucking pay bank. And it, as cringe as it is to actually play it and like try to pretend you're that game was really painful to play for two hours. By the way, it, it's mainly because I I didn't know what I was doing at all. So I just kept uh -huh. going back to like the home base and like I, there was so many timers. It's like, oh, you have to wait four hours for this to do unless you want to buy these diamonds. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking put in my credit card details because they would reimburse you. But I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm up to a hundred dollars for me. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm not going to do this. So I was literally just like going back through menus over and over for like the last like 45 minutes. It was horribly painful to do it. I was down yeah, to like it's... 50 viewers. <laughs> like everyone left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like kind of... The crazy thing for me was I had to do late Ray Channel Legends, right? Yeah. Or I did late Ray Channel Legends. And because I said if we hit this amount of supporters, I think it was 65. I think I got a thousand bucks for the sponsorship if I mm -hmm. hit the maximum threshold. And um, I said, this thousand bucks is going straight to a new graphics card on my PC. Hell yeah. And I'm, I said, because that's the thing with also on YouTube, it's like a not really a loophole, but if you say where the money's going, then people really mind a lot less. Yeah. Other yep. than just making the bag or whatever. Even though people are generally for me, like bless everyone that is like this, but people are generally pretty happy if I get a sponsor, even on YouTube, which is really cool. Yeah. But um i actually also spent an hour too long playing ray shadow legends because i was genuinely enjoying it damn but i was supposed to do the stream mm -hmm. the day after but i was like i've got this sponsorship i can already have the banner up and tomorrow is the ray shadow legends stream you can already do the tutorial if you can't be there tomorrow and we broke the goal two hours into the stream that i wasn't even playing raid i was playing it the day after that's so dope. <laughs> so the next day i was playing rage of the legends and everyone was like oh do i still have to do the tutorial i'm like no bro i'm not getting any more money you don't have to spend any time doing the tutorial anymore you can just vibe out or watch later when i'm doing another game yeah it, but it was funny because at the end of the day when Rage Shadow Legends, when we did that stream, I, there was like this character, Pike Man, and it's like the worst character in the game. And I got like a bunch of free crystals from the sponsorship, so I buffed up little Pike Man to the maximum level. And we tried to kill the biggest boss with Pike Man, but it was so shit. I mean, it was a fun stream at the end of the day. I liked it. I don't think I'm going to do it on stream anymore, though, because I don't want to waste people's time. I'd gladly take a Rage Shadow Legends YouTube sponsorship because you can skip it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if they've seen it now, I think. I get excited for YouTube sponsorships. They just seem so much easier. Like with with stream oh, sure. sponsorships, you just have to do so much more. With the YouTube, whenever I see people doing them, like any YouTube, any OSRS YouTuber, it's like 30 seconds or a minute of them just talking about something and that's it. Yeah, you can pre-record it too and you just have to yeah, just <laughs> drag in it in between your video at some point. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, it's only now that I'm starting to get them. So that's really cool. You're you're hitting that point because I think finally I think what Mason breeding I had him on in like solo mission we're talking about. It's like usually like 50k subs is when sponsorship starts like coming in. Yeah, I think I'm still asking way too little, but also I feel like my channel's kind of plateaued, so I'm fine with not that much. Mm -hmm. Which especially when I was going on holiday two weeks ago, I'm like. Yeah, whatever. Like, right before, the day before I went on the holiday, I saw, like, an open sponsorship on one of these platforms, which lowball you to shit. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, 
no one's gonna mind. I'll just record the entire sponsorship on holiday. Tell them the money from this sponsorship is because is going to me sitting here in Greece. So it's like kind of funny, and uh, I mean it was really quick to just implement it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's somewhat easy, but I'm trying to not overdo it. It's yeah, you gotta kind of have your moral compass compass yeah. somewhat. <laughs> All right, it's difficult though because most of the time I. I do research, especially when it's like a rip-off scam game or something. Obviously, I'm not going to take it or anything crypto-related because it's just such a scary place in there. Yeah, fuck that. But, um... It's, yeah, Especially, I mean, like, any game that's, like, related to gambling. It's just, like... There, there was, like, oh, the yeah. slots game that I got a recommendation for. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do that. No, no like, it's just don't do that. cringe. So cringe. Yeah, I mean... Lots of mobile games are just gambling with extra steps, but yeah, it's 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 difficult sometimes to find a balance. Like the the main research I do is: is it not a scam? Is it just a mobile game with their typical predatory markets? Yeah, um, it, it's yeah, it's difficult to find like a good balance or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Tedious asks mm. what's your favorite female osrs npc vanescula next question who vanescula from sins of the father man who the hell is that dude I skipped all the dialogue who is that no way where is she here you go osrs wiki the way she she walks with this attitude bro damn no her stance is attitude Dude, no questions asked. The non-vampire version. Okay, yeah, she's, depending on she, which mood I'm in. She looks pretty sassy. You know who I like? No. This this is my favorite female <laughs> NPC. Let me. Uh... The anticipation. Don't go Neve. Neve is mid, bro. <laughs> Maiden, Maiden of Sugadinti. Oh my God, Sugadinki, dude. Mm. Damn, she gets fucking darker as her health goes down. That's true. Yeah. So you like your RS women that like you like your coffee. Wait, no, you don't drink coffee now, right? I uh, I wish I could drink coffee. It's just like I need to load it up with sugar. I can't have coffee just oh, black. Fair. And uh, if I'm not doing that, I might as well just fucking drink like a sugar-free energy drink or something if i need my caffeine i'm trying to just chill with caffeine i only do it every like few days now just so i don't get headaches because it's the worst yeah exactly i i think i had that today yeah by the way which health are we talking on maiden <laughs> through the wicket. doesn't matter any of them. no you can't say that dude the 30 percent is scary let me see like the emo. maiden man like are you like for the the punk girl kind kind of look I think there's something just really cool about this chick. She is sick, yes. Like, she's just Dope fucking chick. swimming in blood and just, like, doing spin attacks and shit. Like, I think it's just dope. Like, it's elegant, but also cool. Yeah, just a very unique... Um, like, th this would be, like, probably probably my favorite transmog if I got the dust from Tob. Fair enough. It's a good answer. I kind of want to grind that now for some reason. Finescular or 
I want to grind. I mean, I want to grind Tob. Goddamn. Oh, no. uh, I, I really I talking about a maiden. I really, <laughs> really want to grind those hard mode Tobs with the dust. I don't have any dust. From, Wait, which, uh, how many the are raids. there? There's three now. I mean, there's like, well, I guess there's not really dust from raids three. It's actually somebody right next to me has the uh, Zebak dust, and the, mm. that's a sick ass pet. Look at this. I'll take a little screenshot for you. Yeah, Zebak is probably the one I go for in Tombs of a Masked. Look at this. However, it looks a lot like Muttadile sometimes. I like unique pets. The Muttadile pet versus this pet looks so much different. Like this one, this one's a two by two. He's like flat boy. Muttadile's a little bit smaller. Aren't you for the, are you more for the smaller pets? I do, but this, the thing with Zebak that I'm looking at right now, like he is kind of small, but he's long. He's like a long boy. Mm. <laughs> And so he's long and small as you go to. Very HD. Like, if if anybody's watching, I, I'm sorry for the listeners on Spotify and other. Platforms. Yeah, long, small, and HD. <laughs> like this guy is just like jittering. Like his head and his tail are just going back and forth, and he's like super HD. Looks cool. Super colorful and bright. Um. Okay. How did that get five likes? By the way, who's liking this? Wait, who liked Every that? Oh, the tedious, tedious is what's tedious. your favorite female Osiris NPC? I mean, Hootie's questions were worse so, in his podcast. So I didn't even want to cover this question because I just don't understand it. But Rory <laughs> asks, my proposition for a question is as follows. What is the exact square root of 13,338,245? The exact square root? Is that some? Is that some bullshit? That's some number that's like infi infinite or something. I have no idea. Probably pi is my answer. All Next I'm... question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I thought, I, at first I thought it was something to do with like 13 million being like the XP to 99, but that's definitely not how much it is. Like, I mean, it is 13 um, million, but it's not the 338. I mean, the answer is 3,652.100 and. I can't even read this number in English. <laughs> a lot of the things after the comma. I don't, it's probably some quote from some kind of series we've never watched. Potentially. Or he was just <laughs> like on drugs when he asked. Okay. Yeah, CHK. Let's mm -hmm. see. We've already kind of covered a little bit of this. Um, oh, here's one that's good. So the middle. I feel like I'll read them for those that are listening. What made you decide to start the clue scroll only Iron Man? I think we kind of briefly touch that at the beginning and are we due for a clue scroll update we already talked about the expansion but his second question is pretty good were there any grinds that you thought you'd never complete yeah the the bando's gold sword step i thought if i'm i needed to make a decision because that's the thing i'm always thinking creatively about content i hate not uploading for a month like i've been pretty consistent i want to say maybe sometimes i've really missed the ball but most of the time I uploaded, especially back then, every single Wednesday. And every time I missed a week, I got like really annoyed at myself. But that's like the fact that no matter you're playing RuneScape, the game's really grindy after a while and you can't really do weekly updates, especially not progress updates anymore. Mm -hmm. But when I was at the Bando's Gold Sword and I was killing Grodder with a leave bladed battle axe, I was like, yep, this is it. I've got 350 people watching. And I'm never, never going to get this Bando's Gold Sword. I'm going to be here 10 hours a day killing, trying to kill Grodder with a leaf-bladed battle axe. This is never going to work. 
Damn. Uh, so I had to make the decision to just drop our Alk the clue and move on because, yeah, it was just gonna. It was I was never gonna complete it. There was like in terms of hours that would have taken so long. Or I should have just gotten better at the game. Could <laughs> have probably helped, but still, <laughs> was not fun. So, somebody actually had just commented an hour ago that I just saw. Forty-two asks has your opinion on uim changed much since playing the <laughs> clue chunk partial storage in the poh was very controversial in the uim community when it was introduced did the ability to store incomplete sets influence your decision to make the account all right i've got a couple answers to this probably uh first off uh i didn't really used to have an opinion on uim as much as i'd like to meme it like this guy's a uim has got no life this that, and the other i was surprised by uim how much of a different game you're actually playing um because i i used to think it's just iron man but more tedious but you're actually doing other methods that are better for uim and stuff like that which is really cool um after seeing especially after seeing mudkip's series i mean i could listen to that guy talk literally all day but he makes it a lot more uh like noob friendly because he was also learning when he was making that series which is really nice i'm definitely enjoying the uim i'm also pretty surprisingly i was surprisingly quick with making decisions on what to drop because i feel like the big danger of playing uim is getting too attached to items and being like i'm not gonna drop this i'm gonna hoard this because that's what you do as an iron man you want to get the the bank with 12,000 sapphires in it uncut because it's cool mm. and I gotta I wanna hoard all these ores and stuff like that but as a URIM is just like no you gotta clean your inventory just use them right now and drop them or sell them yeah, I don't which know. I was surprisingly did you like that? At. I don't it's like different. Uh, I've never played UIM. I've made a UIM as a imp scouting alt. And I think I got to like five wood cutting, and I was like, "Holy shit! I don't, I can't do this." <laughs> yeah, it's also because I'm playing a different version of the game, and UIM just leans very nicely into it. That's true. Uh, I could see that, like with the chunks and stuff. And I mean, the clue stuff is also storable. I currently don't need my inventory. If I was playing a like regular UIM, I'd be way more pissed, especially when doing quests and you got to be on Entron and you got to drop your stuff for Death Pile. Or... Mm -hmm. I haven't had to use the looting bag much, so the most tedious thing is dying with your looting bag, picking up your stuff, getting another looting bag, filling it again. That's I've not experienced that much, but it seems like one of the worst things <laughs> as a UIM. Yeah, fuck that. I see people and doing also, clue scrolls, and it's like, yeah, they have to die every single time. Just oh, ultimate. Yeah, if you got a wildy clue. Yep, ultimate low has done like over two thousand hard clues, and oh, it's like great. on a UIM. I'm like, dude, that's, that's definitely the 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 way I'm gonna wipe. I'm going to go into the wilderness wall myself. Oh, There's yeah. no shot that I am looting bagging up for a wildy clue. I'm going in with everything. Yeah, it's so tedious. Oh my. God. I, I mean, I do it on my clue scroll only account. Like the wildy knock on wood because i'm gonna get pk'd for my eternal slayering but i just bring everything into the wilderness on my clue scroll only the eternal slayering and whatever god damn i'm not, I'm not expecting to walk into <laughs> which is one day going to hurt me really bad because that eternal slayering for medium clues is the most beautiful thing oh yeah but yeah and then i mean partial storage leans into that like i'm it was a controversial update to the pure uim community which i could definitely get because their game mode is slowly but surely becoming easier and easier with all these updates which they kind of chose that game mode to 
for it to be difficult. So I think it's kind of weird. I don't know if UMs can only vote on certain polls. I think that's kind of recent. I'm not sure, but I guess if it was pulled, then the majority of the UIMs wanted, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the partial source is really nice. I do think for it was only schools. UIM voting. Yeah. I mean, I like it a lot because I can store parts of my clue outfits. Otherwise, I have to drop my uniques, but yeah. I don't think I really can speak. I'm really not a member of the UIM community or something. I'm just doing my own silly account, which UIM worked for, and I'd never played that game mode, so I was like, I'll give that a shot. Yeah, there so. was there was a UIM named Liquor Grain, and this is before the POH update um, had ever happened. He obtained all of the uh, god or like the god vestments. Uh huh. Yeah. Everything like he had fully pimped that, and that was back when you had to have like all six components of one yeah, set yeah, yeah. to deposit it. That is the most impressive thing ever that he had filled the treasure trail chest on a uim like that it, it's That's so crazy that you can only take it out when you have the full set yeah well because oh, wait yeah that's right yeah that's right yeah, wait what's yeah. the what's the difference now then the, the, you well the difference is to... now now you can deposit individual pieces because no, no no i'm talking before oh. you had to literally have all six in your inventory in order to, to deposit. deposit it yes okay yeah and now it's like you can deposit it but you can't <laughs> withdraw until you have the full set he did I it like makes the more crazy sense. way. Oh yeah, it makes way more sense. But back then it was like, Jesus. I mean, that was back even because like right now I can deposit an individual gilded piece. But back before Never the update, you had to have the entire gilded set. Yeah. Okay. Or an entire third. That is annoying. Set. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's as a as a newbie UIM, and I definitely can't speak for the uh, UIM community because I'm really not into it. But I think it makes a lot more sense now than. And I've been lucky enough on my Clue Chunk UIM to have two vestment pieces, a body and a bottom, very early into the account. And I am never putting that in because I'm never going to get it out again because there is no shot indeed with, like, you're not getting all six pieces. Like, you're not yeah. getting full vestment, man. That's crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I did not. Yeah, sorry. The second part of that question was, it did a decision, uh, did it, make an influence on the decision of making the account it didn't the thing that did make a massive influence on the account was the untradables now being bound to your account so you can log out when there's clues on the ground and oh, wake yeah. up the next day and pick him up dude the first week of the account i didn't know that update was coming i had to do full-on clue sessions if i had two beginners on the floor and back then i could only do one no two or three beginner clues out of the 27 mm -hmm. so had like what a one in we'll just make it one in eight or something chance of completing a clue uh so i had to if i had two beginner clues i couldn't go to bed or pee before i had a third yep <laughs> and a week later which is the absolute saving grace of the account because i would have definitely quit it if this wasn't the case i i was just sleeping one day i wake up my clues are still on the ground i'm like wait no shot i look it up and now i can just now I'm juggling 12 clues at the same time and can go to bed whenever I want and they'll, they'll still be there or I can world hop. It's the best update for that the, account. The world hopping is fantastic because when I'm streaming and I'm getting wilderness clues and it's like, yeah. okay, people now know where I am. I can, and I always do the juggle uh, master tech thing like where you're juggling your master clues. So mm -hmm. 
being able to hop to a private world and having the clue just automatically be on the ground and hop to the next world just oh so good so good. you know that trick uh of the cryptic master clues right where you can keep the same clue that is all i do now that is the only Same. way i do master clues for the past like, were you there when mutz discovered it i don't know if mutz like was the first to discover it but he was juggling six monsters on stream and he suddenly realized it and that was such a crazy moment dude <laughs> Well, I know, like, there used to be a really big bug in that. And, like, Casey used to kind of do it. Like, you could literally just dig for a piece. This is, like, way back when Master Clues first came out. You could, like, dig up a piece, and then you could drop it and keep re-digging it. And you just, like, bank all the Dragon Eye steps for later, kind of. It was mm -hmm. pretty bust. Like, you basically just dig up, like, a million. Well, not a million. Just however many your inventory could fill of just, like, a triple step. And then you could just like bank them or something and you could just always whenever you get a oh, triple wow. just combine i think yeah. that's how it worked nowadays it's really cool because you can just get like the perfect triple step whenever you get it and now that's just what you do every time you get a triple it's so good yeah. i'm gonna have to do that on the clue chunk you, you need to man masters. triple steps doing them normally suck they suck I mean, so bad imagine having an account that's got locked chunks and you gotta go to like some place that it like just <laughs> you need to unlock a shitload of chunks for if i can get the perfect cryptic in all like areas of the map that i have unlocked that'd be dude that'd be the goat oh yeah still on the uam though so it'll be two or three um inventory spaces gone but hey worth okay um there's not really many. Uh, well, I don't think there's any more topics that are uh, that we haven't already kind of touched on or are completely pointless. But uh, is there anything that uh, I did miss or anything that you want to talk about before we wrap things up? I do have a couple yes. questions for you, but yeah, go ahead. Yes, I'm seeing this this uh, tweet from Polo Bay because he really wants to make me shine, and I want to flex. So, okay. pay, Where is it? Put on the Twitter. The spirit tree in Three Gnome Village requires you to help him finish a number sequence. <laughs> oh, this was because this it was hidden. By heart. He replied you to himself still? twice. It's the heart clue where you have to type in a number sequence, and it's 133. Three. Wait. No, I'm not going to. I can't fumble You it can't right fumble this, one, man. Three, I know what one, it is. It's 1311-2221. One, 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 two, 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 one. Perfect. That is the number sequence. And th that, that is because, for some reason, I have this holding hope that I will ever be in the Gilinor games and that will be one of the trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, I just like memorizing stupid shit like that. Like, for example, you can ask me almost any fairy ring and I'll know the code because I just memorize stuff like that for fun. Isle of Souls. Crap, I think it's AL something or AIQ or something like that. Oh. I don't even I know would, what it is. You asked me a difficult one, man. That one is the, I don't even know what it is because that's <laughs> the one I, I wanted to ask. Because that one I haven't memorized yet. Isn't it with a uh, D first? Or no, that's the desert one. Oh, it's BJP. Not even yeah, there almost we go. close. BJP. Those Fair are the, whenever there's a new one out, I have to try to. What's AKS? That is uh, McGruber's Wood, right? No, that's ALS. Fuck. What's wait wait AK? Jesus, that wasn't it? Wait, did I say AKS? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think. What's AKS? I think it's Fell the Pills, but that might be... No, you're right. That is. That is right. What is AKP, then? AKP? Oh, that is uh, the Piscatoris. Yeah. No. 
No, AK, AKQ <laughs> is Piscatorus. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. How nerdy are nerds. Yeah, no, I mean, th this is what, wrong. This this is what happens when you do like 4,000 uh, hard <laughs> clues. Scrolls. Yeah. It's so true. You start trying to find things that are fun, like memorizing fairy rings. The only thing yes. I haven't been able to memorize, although I, I almost have it down, is like the coordinates, you know, where it says like four different numbers. Oh, um, no way I'm trying to do those that. Those ones, about... I, I can generally get an idea of where it is just like, at a glance. I'm just like, oh, because like, wow. you just see it so much, and you're like, it's that. But there's some that have like 18 as the beginning. There's like two or three steps that have like 18, so you just kind of guess where it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's no way I would like try to spend my time memorizing those. Although the about... Clue Bible really helped with that. Like I was almost getting Probably. it Probably, yeah. I need about 2,000 more hard clues for that, I think. That was a good question, though. That that's just those quick trivia's. He just wants to make me shine. He just wants to be, me to finally show off that it's useful to memorize one three three one two 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 one. Shout out one three one one two 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 one. There we go. Um, only trails. I have a couple questions for you. One of them will be for asking for three shout outs, so have that in the back of your mind. But first, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, where would you like to be in the next five years from now? Where do you, where do you oh, see yourself? Man. I'm going to say the same answer as I've heard other people say, but I think five years is so incredibly long. And I really, again, like my uh, thing on stream is just, I live from day to day and I don't plan any further than like a month or two max. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to enjoy the time while I'm doing this. I feel like everyone in the world is just, doing something i think we're all we're all just doing something and as long as it's enjoyable or you're getting some satisfaction out of it it's fine yeah i'm just hoping i don't know i i, I want to do this as long as possible if one of those crazy job offers comes up again we'll consider it i mean i just want to create really um in five years i still want to be creating content whether it's for me or for a company or i just like making formats i like brainstorming i like um making new stuff stuff that can that people can watch and enjoy and take some time out of their day to forget about the bullshit or whatever just yeah make stuff create stuff throw it out in the world for, again for every, for anyone thinking of starting a youtube channel which is more accessible than starting a stream do it just throw shit up it's not gonna be good who cares maybe someone will pick it up and give you some tips maybe you got some collabs going you can learn from that just yeah just do whatever you enjoy doing and uh i'll hope that i can keep doing that and i can keep creating and pay my rent with it and then then i'm happy i love that <clears throat> i agree with it too that's how i feel about my own situation i love being a content creator okay assume. three shout outs anybody in the community Man, I've been waiting for this because I think there is this one guy on Twitch who is my absolute comfort streamer, which is Jim Sauce. And I don't think you've had him on the podcast. No. I think he's also a little bit estranged. Well, not estranged, but he's like on his own little island because he used to stream a lot of RuneScape 3. I think he does now again, but he had this year where he was just playing old school. And he's the crazy thing about him is that most people one he's a super amicable guy and also he's just so american he's got this very compressed 
voice. He's got this really good microphone and camera quality. He speaks like very, I don't know, frat boy. It's like when you walk into his stream, it's like you're you're walking into a frat, but you know the like head of the. I, I think that's how it works. I'm not American, but you know the head of the frat, and he's your homie, and he's gonna do anything to hype you up. That is what happens when you enter a Jim Sauce stream. That's cool. It, it's so nice. He's got like between thirty and seventy viewers. And the man is just like such a wholesome, like tight community with just the boys. And it's so, I don't know, it's so comforting to be like, yo, I'm part of the frat kind of deal. That's cool. So yeah, Jim Sauce. Then of course the homie Tedious, who's who I DM'd three years ago because I was like, dude, this guy's Belgian. He's from very close to me, and he's actually pulling like these. He had this video where he stole gold from Venezuelan gold traders or something like that. I got like a super many views. And I was like, dude, this guy's Belgian, and like I got to DM this guy. So, and then we became friends, and uh, I went to Runefest with him a couple years ago That's at the same awesome. Airbnb. So he's now one of my best friends. He lives not even eight kilometers from me, which Damn. is six miles. So, yeah, he, he lives so close, I can bike to his house, basically. It's so sick. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, he's the one I bounce off of most of the time when uh, we're creating content or when something bothers us, you know. Mm -hmm. No, always find him. Um, along those lines, Pale Sith, my quote-unquote head moderator, the guy with Polo, I guess, is uh, also a really good friend. But he's not a content creator, but I still think he deserves a shout-out. And then lost content creator. I don't really know. I had two in mind. I think Verf definitely deserves another shout out, even though he's probably got enough praise. But I mean, Verf never gets enough praise. He's yeah. so nice. He helps so, so you, you wouldn't know, but he, he helps so many content creators with their thumbnails. He knows YouTube so well. He knows what, what works on YouTube. Every time, like any unique Iron Man account that you see on YouTube has probably bounced their idea off of Earth and he's taken time out of his day to brainstorm the account with them and streamline it. That's it's, so cool. It's not even over-exaggerating. 90% of the unique Iron Man series have like ran past Verve to get a checkup. It's so nice. What a legend. And he's also a really sick shuffler, by the way. He came to Belgium. Tedious and I hung out with him and he was suddenly shuffling and that man can dance. Damn. Yep man of many talents for sure okay wait wait yeah, wait was uh, that was that all of them just making sure i think that was four so all right that counts right yep now you have to do a negative one to balance it back to the three no i'm kidding um joran <laughs> seriously this was uh, a phenomenal cast i really enjoyed talking it's just dude you're a cool guy man i really enjoyed talking to you today i, I thank like, you so much man you too it's cool like knowing a per like i only know you from your streams we've never talked before ever you've seen my stream i've seen your stream but that's like it and somehow mm -hmm. we can just connect really easily and so that it was really nice uh it's so. the clue scrolls man yeah <laughs> it's, it's the connection. <laughs> it, must it must be the power of third age now there you go um but for real i really do appreciate your time it's fantastic guys Go check out those links from The Voice down in the description. And also, follow Only Trails on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Is there any other links you want provided? I've got an Instagram, but I don't upload on it much. But Do you want me to link sure. that? Because I'll, I'll, I'll link that as well. Sure. Right. Now right. that we're talking about it. Cool, cool. Okay, so all those links down in the description, guys. If you want to support the cast, you will get your name floating on the little timeline, as you see below on YouTube. Ooh. It's those little patrons. Um 
So if you guys want to do that, it's $2 a month as a simple pledge. And uh, they're on the Patreon, by the way. I'll just shout this out because I haven't even really addressed it. I do reveal uh, future guests uh, before I reveal them to the general public. So if you guys are, like, very curious Ooh. on who, like, next guest. It's, it usually is in, like, the next two to three weeks-ish. I'll announce them as soon as they're scheduled. It's not a guarantee every single week. But for the most part, I will uh, leak them on the Patreon first to all the patrons. And so, anyway, if you guys want to support the cast, if you love them, go down there on the description. But, the guys, thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Only Trails, thank you again. Thank you very much. Bye. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.